0: Services
1: at one dot co dot uk present the Twenty Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Twenty Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode five hundred and thirty-two. I'm Adam, and <laughs> and here's Mary Lang.
2: I thought it would be cleaner.
1: Sorry, I'll have to clean that off the screen now. And here's Kirby Butler at Sloan.
3: And so it came to pass on Ugh. Christmas Day that Ugh. the human race did cease to exist. <coughs> oh, Robbie I. And Ben
4: Shoveler. I'm so hungry.
0: <laughs> there oh, yeah. you, there you go. <laughs> Welcome Skeletor. To my world. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: So, yes, this week we will be talking very shortly, very briefly, no, in a moment, uh, about End of Time Part 1. But what I wanted to say, it's Her Majesty the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Now, I've got to talk it. It's not political, because the Queen isn't a political person. But I need to pay tribute to Her Majesty the Queen on a podcast we're putting out on the only ever Platinum Jubilee for any monarch in this country. Uh, in my view, she is the only monarch that genuinely deserves the word majesty in front of her name she has she is the iconic british person as in she is our leader never mind all these stupid prime ministers that come in and got voted in and prove themselves to be unworthy she's the most worthy um person to be in that position i absolutely adore the queen and uh, I don't make any secret of that. That I get very emotional when I want to see her. And it's when she popped up in that green coat uh, after the the pageant this afternoon, had a, uh, it was rather embarrassing to try and hold the tears back. Lulu, on the other hand, couldn't hold her tears back, and that she was mopping her a, a, a tears away uh, when they changed to a, a, another link. But a uh, uh, yes, it's something that uh, makes me feel deeply patriotic when I think of the Majesty of the Queen, uh, simply because of her neutrality and and who else would has done 70 years in the same job i mean she's oh well, she'll lose money blah 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 well she could have gone off after five years and retired somewhere but no she had a duty and she fulfilled her duty and still fulfilling her duty as best she can at her age and i'm just very proud of her very proud to be british and um yes I, i just wanted to pay tribute in my own little way however insignificant to our queen um Oh, your picture's too has, really, Ben. What has, do you, you think? You, uh,
2: has there been any um, timeline presented as to when she is going to pass the scepter to. Yeah, when herself? she dies.
1: Yeah, when she dies, not <laughs> yes, I don't think she's in a hurry. You ain't given up in but, yeah. What do you think of all the. Because um, I didn't see much of the Jubilee stuff, because I was working. Um, so obviously missing all of it and missing her appearance in the first day or so i, I got really gutted as i was at work and missed it all so i just happened to be sat down having me dinner and they, up she popped the flag went up that's what was really exciting up went the standard i said to Deb, i think she's home and then she rocks up on the on the balcony in that that green coat looking extremely frail but with that big <laughs> smile of hers richard i mean don't yeah. she just look frail these days she does yes so um what did you think of the old jubilee shenanigans in ben
4: um well i uh, I haven't seen too much of it. I saw the trooping of Same the on Thursday, which was good, and seeing the Queen there was nice yeah. um I've been bothered about quite a lot of the other stuff to be <laughs> honest and uh, but lead character from a fictional book save the Queen pardon. Oh, I see, yes. saved the Queen. Yes,
1: okay, thank, thank M-
4: you. You could say Mr. Tickle saved the Queen. <laughs> because they would say God saved the Queen because they're both made up. So. Oh, Just that one's got longer arms than others. But what am I. I mean, look at all the,
1: the, the um, leaders of state around the, around the world, what she's experienced state, in her yeah. life, all the people she's met and influenced and. You know, uh, and friendships that she's sort of founded and kept going, and and, and stuff like that, just to, just for being herself with that big beaming smile of hers.
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's getting bigger, isn't it? Now she can't do you know, and then just <laughs> very well anymore. But um, no, she's she's been brilliant, and seventy years on the throne is well worth applauding, and uh, every Briton should be thankful we've got.
1: Well, the okay. Scousers One, aren't because they're more. not
4: British apparently. The Scousers
1: are, are just live in their own um, little. You know, little world that's not England or Britain, apparently. That's why they booed the national anthem. Um, but yeah. That's
4: because yeah. they're, yes, that's they're scams. So, hip hip. <laughs> hip, hip. Uh, <laughs> hip. Uh, yeah, yes. We love the Queen. She's yes. great. We love our Queenie.
1: So, now we move on if, to hold the. Hold on,
4: before you move on, though, two more things. Firstly, wasn't it actually very sad seeing her on uh, Trooping of the Colour without Philip standing next to her? Oh. That was sad. I think there are uh, so many sad memories in relation to the
1: Philip situation. One is, you know, Boris Johnson and his parties and stuff like that.
4: And the Queen uh, sat on her own. Uh, hold on, hold on, no, hold on. Mate. You can't bring those two things together in any way whatsoever, because if Prince Philip wanted to have a party, he'd have had a goddamn no, party. No, that's not what I so mean. Oh, no, but you can't therefore bring the two things into a, a similar thing. At the end of the day, Boris's parties and Labour parties. Yes, crazy. I was going to, if you'd
1: let me finish I'm anything, I was not going to say about the Labour parties. I mean, politicians having their parties during lockdown, uh, which is when, obviously, Prince Philip passed. Um, and there's the Queen sat in, in that chapel at Windsor on her own, uh, not even allowed to have somebody
4: where her to, to comfort I'm her. pissed up. Pardon? <laughs> I said, well, Boris is getting right, Peter. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, no, yeah. I, 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 the, the two things happened at similar times, but they're in no way can be related or drawn together. <laughs> <laughs> so was, putting them together was like you were reading The Sun. <laughs> 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 Point Morgan trying to just make a statement on something. So. Now,
1: I was being um, apolitical, so I mentioned all of politics. I mean, yes, they're trying to sort of do this party gate thing with him, but... Um, kids, i was doing it, I think they've all been doing it to be
4: fair, but um... hey, look. look, there's two ways you can look at it You can either take my dad's approach, which is get really angry about it <laughs> <laughs> All the politicians were, you know, well, not all the politicians at all, but some party workers were having drinky booze while other people weren't allowed to say boo to a goose Yes or you can take my response to it, which is, of course, it's going to happen. They're politicians; they get away with everything. They yes, <laughs> no, that's so, why. So they just shouldn't. expect it, and then you won't be shocked by it's it. So, um, and the second thing I needed to point out yes, is it not just the Queen's Jubilee. Uh, Wales have just qualified yes. for the Trinity World Cup. I was going now. to move on the to that. It, my
1: beloved it, Wales uh, into the World
4: <laughs> Cup. And Lots of English people don't particularly like the Welsh no. you know, or the Scottish, and it's because they don't like us very much. Because of what, truly? And do you know what it is? It's I don't mind the Welsh. No, I. Do I. I, love I, I love Wales. I used to live there. I know quite a lot of Welsh people. They're all lovely, and you know, I think of the Wales.
3: Science fiction, fantasy TV program. It's where Doctor Who's filmed,
4: Wales. Kirby. That's that's. Yes. Very, but I, I see Wales like in sporting terms. It's like a little brother. So yes. like when they do well, you can go like, ah, oh, well done. They're, <laughs> better. they're like, they're like um, Jamie Murray. They're never going to achieve anything. But, you know, they're always kind of there. You know, I yeah. not very different. Wimbledon doubles a couple of times. But yeah, so uh, Wales in the World Cup and in England's group as well. But if Manchester so, United uh, had the fight the Wales
1: had in that game today, in defensive um, fight, then they might have been slightly better
4: this season. There you go. Right then, uh, moving on. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> the, not, that don't be bringing shaky defences in the Premier League into this. Or we don't to... talk we're hey,
1: Southampton. Hey, we're not Man United before hey. you start on that shenanigans. That we're at th- the end of time.
4: History to let in nine goals 45 times or whatever it is.
1: Oh, no. You know what I've just done?
4: You haven't pressed record?
1: No. I went to play what I thought was end of time part one. And for some reason, it started playing um,
4: twice upon a time. Well, At least it's not the end of time part two, or you'd have had some major spoilers on your hand.
1: I'm very annoyed now. I've got to try and find it now.
4: This is slick. Oh, whilst uh, you're doing your general uh, usual slickness of podcasts, mm-hmm. I, I should point out to all the listeners good evening listeners, or afternoon listeners, or mm-hmm. morning listeners, or good night listeners, mm-hmm. whichever time of the day. End
3: of, end of time
4: listeners. A, very nice, Kirby. I like that. We'll add that in. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, do I I, need a bit of music to play behind this?
3: No, 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 it's fine.
4: I've got my own music if I want music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to say hello to all the podcast listeners because, um, you know, it could be any time when you're listening. It, It could be January. It could be June. It might be May. Some other November. Come
1: on. Oh, are you trying to do some filler for me? I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was actually listening to you. I do apologize. I'll see if I can find it on the iPlayer. Carry on.
4: And uh, so, whenever you are listening, we just want you to know that we're grateful for you downloading or streaming us talking at you because, you know, when it comes to it, you're our favorite listener. And if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't bother. Yeah. I agree, what, sorry. More, more padding?
1: Uh, maybe a couple more seconds. I'm trying to find...
4: Right. So, um, yeah. whenever you're listening, just be aware that we know you're listening and that uh, we know when you don't listen. And when, we, we, when you don't listen, uh, that makes us upset. And in the world today where you're not allowed to upset anyone by saying anything, you have majorly upset us by not listening. So make sure you do listen. And if you miss an episode then unfortunately you are banned from listening from the net we
3: know when you've been listening yeah don't make it sound like we're
4: stalking them kirby we are audio stalkers really um sometimes people want us to come in their ears other times people anyway
1: moving on lillian robin says hi and, uh, and then says, Congratulations to Paddington for having such a nice tea with her Majesty as well. I haven't seen that yet, but I did see a short clip which
3: looked it quite. I think
4: I think it's the Quinton was CGI'd.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen it. Yet. I didn't think, it seemed to me it wasn't quite as good as her, her James Bond appearance either. Oh, I thought
3: it was it was better in some ways.
1: Okay. Well, I'll I'll I'll, rem- yeah. I'll put a judgment aside until I've actually seen it because Deb's recorded a lot of the stuff for me to fast well, forward. I, I, through. I recorded- and the, at the big concert last night which I haven't seen either.
4: Well, I recorded the concert last night for the uh, explicit reason that I can fast forward through the crap bit So, it'll probably take yes. me about 20 minutes to watch.
1: That's yes. yes, me too. Um I want to see Queen obviously. Um, no, like,
4: no, no. Queen aren't Queen anymore. Oh, Queen... yes, they yeah. are. Queen,
3: Queen's missing someone, you know. Yeah, but you Adam Lambert's a perfectly good
4: about, replacement. About 30 years now, I've thought that, Kirby. I've thought there's something different about them. It's, it's yes. just, <laughs> On the subject of that, for a while, um, you know, remember Terence Trent Darby? Yes. Yeah. He went and sung with In Excess. Did he? Yeah. that's. That. That, is not it?
1: Yeah. anyway end of time part 50, go far through as, as quickly as I can what why because I'm fed up with doing these synopses and, and staying up three million hours before we can get to bed when I'm really really tired yeah. I, I only had six master, hours sleep last night yes
3: master I need to warn you I very I followed instructions I only watched part one I only watched the confidential for part one oh. I only researched part one
1: so thank you for that right
3: I don't yeah. remember what happens in, in part two except for a very long uh, of the frames type ending.
4: Anyway. What was this part two on? What? Um, there's an end of time part two as well. Yes. I thought it was a strange ending. It's so. So it begins with a panning shot
1: down through a, a Christmasy shopping precinct sort of scenario and, and Wilf is sort of mooching through or some fake santas uh, are just sort of showing children stuff um and obviously bands playing and choirs singing Christmas tunes and he is this decides a to rock Christmas
3: episode or something what is this a Christmas episode or something
1: anyway, so he decides to go into this church well, I presume they're having a late night mass, and um that bird from limelight uh appears behind him uh and has a conversation with him uh, about loosely about the doctor and stuff. Um, And then at the end of the conversation, there's, um, oh yes, I think she might mention the Doctor's times coming to an end or something like that. Uh, She mysteriously disappears. At the end of the conversation, in this plane, sorry, the the window, what they call it, stained glass window, there's a little TARDIS. Uh, And then he sort of, he sees uh, the Master doing his cackly laugh um, with some green lighting in his mind and um, some close-ups of the Master's eye. And then it's the title sequence. The Doctor, meanwhile, appears on a sort of inn, a a quarry, as as Kirby would say, sprayed in with white stuff to make it look like a snowy planet, I suppose. Yes,
3: it's it's our most common quarry lately
1: thank you uh and oud sigma happens to be there uh, he's uh, the doctor himself is there uh, wearing a um, sort of um, that thing that hawaiian people wear around their necks and
3: it's a lay and it's and by the way oud sigma happens to be there because it is the oud sphere
1: yeah um and doctor makes a few references to what he's been up to including marrying queen elizabeth I, which obviously
3: No, um, master no didn't he didn't marry
1: Easter... the master
3: what are you on about? Yeah. He did not marry did, the didn't, didn't you used to live in Newport?
1: On the Isle of Wight, yes. No, oh. I've never lived in Newport. I've, I've stayed in okay. Newport a few times. Alicia lives in Newport. But I've, I've stayed in no, Newport. I'm talk, I'm I've talking never about ever life. lived there. I, I lived... Uh, I used to stay there that, with my mum when she that, lived there.
3: That church. Never mind.
1: Uh, ben. What's he on about? Yes. Right. Hello.
3: <laughs> I was looking at... Um, it's locations.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Well, there's there's Newport um, near Telford, where we stay where we go to Wales Comic Con. There's Newport in Wales, which is um, a few miles away about. from Cardiff. Uh, and there's Newport on the Isle of Wight, which is about four miles away from where we are. I'm sure oh, it's in an hour and a half before you start making stupid comments about um, Wait, next, next
4: Newport in um, Antarctica.
1: Is that? don't
4: know. Newport, Rhode Island? Yes. Oh, oh, no, that one too. Get
3: yeah, yeah, no on with it.
4: There's Newport, Australia. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, sorry that <laughs> There's a pot
1: calling the kettle black. We're okay, right there anyway. So, um, the it Doctor appears.
4: Lives, lives, lives near somewhere called Newport, probably.
1: In arrogant mode, and uh, is taken by Ood Sigma to a little meeting of um, some Ood,
3: Master. one of which
1: has a, a strange brain thingy. I thought Master. their brains was in the palm of their hands. What?
3: This is, we actually had the reference that we still didn't find out exactly what happened yet. Although it's our second clue as far as, or our first clue as far as why uh, the, doc, the Queen Elizabeth the First is angry at uh, the doctor
1: because yes. he mentioned that
3: he got married to her, and then we actually find out in a few more years.
1: Yes, I know. That's what I referenced. I, when I said he, oh, for, anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, there's more talk. You referenced of, uh, it.
3: Maybe I wasn't listening. The Maybe doctors, I was researching something. the
1: doctors' time coming to an end. So they all lick, hand, lick link hands. I said lick, but I, I was a, it was a, you know, Freud didn't slip.
3: Pastor?
1: What? That's Wookie Hole. Is it now? Thank you for that. That's that would be the, um, um, the Cyberman story, Revenge of the Cybermen, know, when
3: Yes, and were, where uh, Elizabeth Sladen almost drowned. That's
1: right. So they link hands and have a little bit of a mind meld thingy uh, where the Doctor is able to sort of um, see glimpses of Wilf and uh, maybe Donna and um, the Master's sexy wife. Um, And um, of course then um, we see a little flashback of his previous sort of encounters with the Master and the fact that the little ring was found by the mysterious lady with the, le- the red nail varnish, who up to that point we thought was uh, Lucy Saxon, but no, it was some mysterious lady. And um, he then realises he, he'd sort of better get back to Earth. Um, though, of course, this is the episode where the, the TARDIS has central locking, which I thought was actually quite cool, but it uh, was never <laughs> yeah. never brought back again. Um, and um, so they, Lucy Saxon has been in a sort of, sort of rather... Horrible prisonly place, and they um they have this ritual which the master has sort of put aside for them to his. take out. And um, oh, what? What are you booing for?
3: The use of magic in Doctor Who. It's um, one of the reasons why I hate this story.
1: It's a science fiction fantasy TV show. There's no reason why magic can't be incorporated in it and why magic can't be um, referred to as a, uh, a science of some variety, because um, there's certainly magical things that happen in the universe um, that are unexplained. We will
3: have to agree to disagree.
1: Well, you'll have to because it's a science fiction fantasy TV show and it's part it's of the my story. line anyway so um i have to say i do um love these scenes with the sexy um mrs saxon she's very um she's very sexy (laughs) and um and then wilf meanwhile is back in his house and um that woman from um limelight appears again on, on the tv screen and um it's quite ironic, because I was watching the thing about Charlie Chaplin today, and uh, but they didn't show her in the whole of the thing. and They showed him in Limelight, but they didn't show her. She was very pretty when she was in Limelight. I think she was very young as well. I'm very surprised that Charlie Chaplin didn't marry her, actually, because um, he had a tendency yeah. to marry girls under 18. Back to Doctor Who. Anyway, so uh, all this ritual is, is put together where these, these followers of the Master uh, give up their life force um, uh, while well, they put these sort of ingredients into this bowl and the master sort of comes back to life lucy meanwhile tries to um to stop it by throwing a counter thing potion juice potion or whatever into the mix and of course it doesn't work uh, the whole prison blows up although the render the rendering of this blown up prison does look a bit rough rubbish it more looks like someone's built a, a lego sort of building and then sort of just knocked it down with a hammer um and that's where the doctor's arrived. He's arrived after, in the aftermath of it all. And, of course, I think at this point we lose Sexy Lucy Saxon. She's been killed by the explosion. And the only one to survive was um, the master. But we don't know that yet. The next scene is um, the, Why the the, creep- the doc-
3: Master, master, master. Why yes, the, the doctor- master, 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 get- yes. Why didn't the doctor get there before it blew up? He has a time machine.
1: Because he can't cross his own timeline. But if that was the so case, he doesn't he like, been
3: there yet. Hang on, so it's if that, hang time on, time. let me
1: speak. If he often says this is an excuse for not rocking up at places, he can't cross his own timeline. He said it to Wilf in this story actually.
3: Yes. But if that was the case, was... he
1: wouldn't be able to go anywhere because he's he's been everywhere and every time, hasn't he? My goodness.
3: Science fiction
4: TV program.
1: Thank you, Ben. That's why how we have to cover it. It's uh, and also whether the script um, requires it or not. um Right then, uh, sorry. The, the next scene. Sorry, did you say something, Mary? Did I talk over you?
2: I just said that Kirby was in a particularly argumentative mood today.
0: <laughs>
3: um, I don't like this story.
1: Oh, shut up! We're not supposed to say it yet. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Uh-oh, spoilers. Then we come to the um, the creepiest father and daughter duo oh. in the history of Doctor. Oh, yeah. Who. Yes. But uh, they implied they weren't actually human uh, in these uh, scenes. So I don't know what what that was. Uh,
3: my, my quote about. was almost you just leave it to daddy
1: yeah she was uh they were very good The the, the actors portrayed these creepy <laughs> people yes. really really well what uh, did you
3: find what what do you mean you thought there was reference that they weren't human yeah i, that was, I got the
1: feeling they were sort of implying they weren't human I, i'm not sure but anyway but,
3: but they, they probably, they 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 probably were into the masters therefore they're human Oh, because okay. it's key. The, he keys the whole gate thing uh, okay. to change. Only I humor. stand
1: corrected for the first time ever on this show. That's a historical <laughs> uh, moment. No,
4: no. That's just the first time you've ever admitted you Oh, were
1: shut wrong. up, Ben! I always the first admit time you were wrong. And the odd occasion, a very odd occasion, I'm wrong. I always admit it. Um, anyway, so uh, never us. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, where do we get up to? Uh, yeah, so these couple now. The actor that plays um, the daddy, I can't remember his bloody name, but he's um. He's been in loads of things, but I can't remember exactly what. But he's a very famous sort of well-known face on British television. He was in
2: Supergirl.
1: Supergirl. Was he? He, he Oh, yeah.
2: He was one of the villains in Supergirl.
1: Oh. Okay. Anyway, so I haven't seen the lady unless she's got a completely different barnet now, and I just don't recognize her in anything. So then we come to the, um, the the big sort of scientific setup at their their sort of mansion where they've got this sort of like big frame thing with lots of lightning bolts and stuff and a couple of guards, um, and oh a and a couple of mysterious scientists that are um, working for the project, uh, and they're, they're quite sort of what's the word shifty, shall we say, and very soon. We discover that um, while Wilf heads off to the pub, uh, sorry, the pub in inverted commas, that's what he tells uh, Donna's mum. Because he actually is heading for a, a, a bus containing June of Whitfield and a few friends. And <laughs> and that bloke from Heidi uh, High, the, the uh, sort of camp bloke from Heidi High. Do you remember him, Ben? No, uh, no I remember Heidi High very well. I'm a big the, fan. The, of. the driver was the camp bloke from Heidi High. You don't remember? Okay, fair enough. Anyway, so yeah, so they're on a little outing to try and find the doctor. Um, There's a few stereotypical names going on with some of the ethnic characters, but I'll let that pass. Um, And then the next scene. Doctor Who these days? (laughs) Exactly. The next scene is is in a sort of a a wasteland area where a couple of people are just buying themselves a bit of lunch, and uh, a hooded figure in the background, which is obviously nasty. It doesn't take long. Where uh, they
3: were building the Doctor Who experience. I
1: don't know.
3: I think so. Oh, I don't know.
1: Anyway, the the actor that the the older actor is very familiar. Again, he's been in loads of things, but is he in Doctor Who in um in the old era? Maybe I don't know, but he's very familiar. Uh, and what's the name of the oh, the, um, the the nipper with uh, that's with him? He had a rather stupid name too, Ginger?
4: didn't he? Oh, uh, Ginger, they called
1: Ginger, him. yeah. What the hell? Again, uh, you couldn't have that these days. No, um, it's a click on tip, a clip on uh, TikTok oh, of. I oh, oh. um, remember that series *Love of Thy Neighbor*, which was really, really funny, I have to say. But they showed a clip of it with Rudolph Walker, um, who plays the neighbor in the *Love Thy Neighbor* scenario, and the language they use is so. Awkward. Nowadays, then you know, in the seventies, it was considered to be a bit rude and stuff, and you, know, oh, you shouldn't really yeah. use it. But they used it because they were trying to paint the white people in the series as being racists.
4: But I they watching, did it by
1: using horrible racist language. So it was, sort of, oh, oh my
4: god! Yeah. I was watching some uh, some Harry Enfield from the nineties on uh, one of the UK gold Channel things the other day, and uh, I don't know if you remember, it was the one where um, he had uh, the, the old the old fellow had a gay son. And he bought his boyfriend home for the first time.
0: Mm.
4: And it is just. It, oh my. I mean, it's unbelievable to think it was ever yeah. be, be put out on telly like it's that.
1: Some people that this stuff we used to watch, we thought was except from really funny. It's like but, Jim Davison and his Nick, Nick, Nick jokes. Remember him?
4: No, yeah, but the thing is, it was funny, and it yeah. is funny at the time.
1: But it's just, you realise how that some people might find it upsetting now and you just feel guilty as a white person another white person and we used to just talk like this and it's it's good in some ways that people are realizing how offensive some of these things these things are and how some languages we used to and i say used to use because i you know hopefully I, I would never go down that route again um but it's still sad to go back and see things that happened 40 years what ago 30 nice? years ago you know
4: is this is dog dying
1: Old star having a sneak. Yeah, he's still got a lime log.
3: The older of the, the two guys, the mm. two homeless people, yep. uh, was in one episode of EastEnders.
1: Oh, well, that's not not what I was thinking of. Well, anyway. He, he
3: was never in old Doctor Who.
1: Okay, well, that's all sort of fine. Anyway, um, yeah, so the master's a bit hungry. And uh, so um, he has a, a. Yes?
3: A bit hungry
1: yeah so he has a burger which isn't quite enough for him so he has the 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 occupants of the burger van uh <laughs> and uh turns turns a bit of uh into a bit skeletorish and um yeah oh, and then starts jumping around all over the place the doctor then sort of senses him with his his flary nostrils and um the master then knocks this um because there's this thing about him knocking four times he knocks a steel drum four times doesn't he which is obviously um put in there to sort of make you think that this is what the whole knock four times is all about and then
3: yeah well, that's, it. that's <laughs> what we were all speculating that mm. during that week
4: yeah um anyway I'm, so that's sorry i've just found this sorry i've just found this um, on Thursday, the seventh of January, 2010, the BBC received a complaint from a viewer who believed that a line in uh, the first part of Doctor Who: at The End of Time was insulting to people with ginger hair. <laughs> <laughs> BBC's response:
1: You know what which, that? Which, why that's why they put that line in um, the next story from this. When um, the Doctor is just regenerated, said, "Oh, still not ginger." So you know what that that reference was for. <laughs>
4: the BBC responded, we would like to reassure viewers that Doctor Who doesn't have an anti-ginger agenda.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this
4: is the reprise That's of why right. Christmas invasion in 2005. Catherine and-
1: Tate and Karen Gillan, both gingers. There we go. Uh, anyway, so the, the master starts oh, jumping around. Uh, and
3: My uh, DVD's having problems. Oh, oh dear. it's
1: all right, I, I can do this bit. Um, no. What? <laughs> So the doctor and the master have a little bit of conversation, and um, they're going to hear the you know the drums da 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 da, and just as it's getting interesting, the the old people's coach turns up, and we have a rather amusing scene <laughs> yes. where the doctor gets yes. goosed by June Whitfield, um, and it's like um, you can see you watching David Tennant's face, he's really trying not to laugh he, before the yes. goosing bit. Um, it's yeah, it's really quite charming and, and sort of. Yes. Um, Slightly detracts you from the, the the sort of serious side of the story, obviously the impending death of the Doctor. But anyway, There's now they section
3: on, on the confidential about the filling of that.
1: Was there? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so the, they found the Doctor. So the Wolf takes the Doctor to a pub, and then they have a, a very sort of um, man-to-man conversation and about the death, it, well, you know, dying. If, and,
2: if there was something on the confidential about it. Did it reveal whether that was spontaneous
3: or whether that was scripted? it was scripted oh okay okay although although um David Tennant did admit that he didn't expect to, her to squeeze so hard because <laughs> oh. <laughs> all they show is her padding, they don't show her sense yes. yeah. and they 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 had to film it five or six times. oh well,
1: <laughs> oh dear, but she enjoyed that yeah. anyway, so the doctor and, tells and, and, oh. and if
3: if I may say something about the the cafe scene yeah go on and... best part of this episode
1: okay um,
3: seriously That's
1: seriously, the, the yeah. best part anyway so the doctor basically says that when he regenerates it's like dying so he, 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 he uh, he's gone and a, a new man just walks off and he's, he's with a new body and new haircut or whatever um, which is obviously you
3: know it sounds impen- like he doesn't want to go
1: <laughs> yeah and then there's That's a few pretty
4: shots line, of
1: Kirby actually I'm, I'm going to
4: make a note of that one <laughs>
1: There's a few shots of uh, Donna with a, her, her new fiance and uh, just living a normal life, and the Doctor reiterates that she can't, you know, remember him. Otherwise, she will burn. Her mind will burn unless it's required. Unless burn, it's required sure. in the script for it not to. Um, anyway, so the Doctor goes Wait, off to spoilers. have spoilers. a little bit of a <laughs> well, weird.
4: Ca- coming up soon. Yes, yeah,
1: so the Doctor goes off to have a weird fight with the Master. Um, where they, the master suddenly got some, some weird sort of, almost like Iron Man powers, where he can use. I was use
3: about his, to say Iron Man. Yeah. You beat me to it.
1: Where he sort of uses his hair. Yeah, this, to, man, yeah, this to is
2: kill. too much like you know Marvel comics. Yeah,
1: um, well, so well, ten years after I Man. Before, this
3: was uh, before all of the Marvel stuff, so maybe Marvel stole it from Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is. No, this
4: is, what this is have got no ideas of their own. Truly. <laughs> <Really?
3: laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> so so um the master's sort of banging on about being hungry and um all this stuff and talking about the drums in his mind. And then he, he actually does a mind meld type thing with the doctor and the doctor then heard the drums. But just as that's getting interesting and um um some helicopters come in and Basically, you that scene the scene where the, the spotlight falls on the doctor. I already I, I thought of the Mr. Bean music playing. Um, and that <laughs> would, uh, would have been quite appropriate for that point. Anyway, so the master gets um, yeah, some.
3: There's, there's a whole section on the filming of that in the confidential as well. I do love the fact that the the specials all have full confidentials instead of confidential uh, cut down.
1: Splendid. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so they kidnap the master and shoot at the doctor to stop him from um, getting there and um you, you missed something what did i miss
3: in the middle of that confrontation we break away and we see who's been narrating
1: oh yeah that's right the um the spitty man timothy dalton yes. james bond yeah yes
3: uh, which james was
1: quite bond. cool at the time although we, i think we already knew both before the episode went out that it was timothy dalton Be fair. yes i think we
3: ha- it had been yeah, announced yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, so meanwhile they. I, t-
3: I always liked Timothy Dalton in uh The Rocketeer.
1: Okay, thank you for that. Oh, yeah.
3: What about what Did he, didn't he play?
1: Rocketeer? Didn't he play um Robin Hood in something as well at some point? Uh. Was it a... Robin Hood? No, no, I'm not sure. Oh, wasn't it? I can't. Remember. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to do Doctor Who for the time being. Um, so they're giving presents out in the Noble House, and um, <laughs> yes, uh, Joshua Naismith, That was that's the um the creepy daddy um is is the book given by donna to her granddad who doesn't look majorly impressed by the by the book. meanwhile the master is has been sort of tied to a chair um in, in a foreboding way because uh in the next episode you'll see the doctor in the same situation and they're going to use him to fix this arch thing that uh, they've got that's supposed to cure the, the whole world of something or other um not the best of ideas but anyway they did it and uh and then while while watching Christmas Sally and, and just before the Queen's speech, that lady from Limelight appears on the screen again to tell Wealth um, uh, that something's afoot with the Doctor. Um, but no one else can see it. Only he can see it. So he gets out his old trusty revolver and um, goes off to meet the Doctor but to give him the How is revolver. he
3: allowed to have a revolver?
1: If it's um, a war relic, I suspect um,
3: yeah, it's from his fine. It's going to be. Yeah, it, it, yeah I realise it, it's from the war.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so that's how he's got one.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. Um, probably didn't hand it in at the end
0: no, of the I mean, war.
1: No, I bet a few of them didn't either. Maybe he kept them as souvenirs yeah. or well. Yeah. So he tries to give it to the doctor, but the doctor says no. Da, 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 da. And then Donna's mum spots the doctor um, and chases him into the TARDIS, followed by Wilf. You're not to... leaving me
4: with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and this is where we get the um, bigger on the inside. Da, 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 da.
3: Oh, no. Yes, no, we do. No. Oh, yeah, on... no. no.
1: We do, because no. he says, oh, 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 it's the bigger on the inside thing. OK, yeah, go on then. No, he no said...
3: that the doctor tries to get Wilf to say bigger on the inside, mm. but uh, Wilf says, I, I thought, thought it was cleaner.
1: So... Yeah, yeah, would yeah, be yeah that's right. He does out. say that. So you were watching, Kirby. Well done yeah don't cough it's all right
3: and uh by the way mm. uh the when the tardis materializes at uh the mansion in the stables those are the same stables from the next doctor thank you for that
1: kirby uh, anyway he does use a special we haven't got to that bit yet we are you on about anyway uh so the the, 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 the scientists uh, are sort of being given instructions as as to what to do uh, but they go off a little five minute breaks so, and take their their human costumes off, and um yes, yeah, so they like, they look a bit like countesses. Shimmer. Take shimmer. the
0: shimmers
1: shimmer. off, yeah. Shimmer. Were, he was bound to call it a shimmer because of David. doing that together. After shimmer. Three, one, two, shimmer. Shimmer.
4: Shimmer. <laughs> I, I hope that... everyone listening was saying it at the same time. Maybe we should all do it this time and let everyone who's listening join in as well to bring us all together in a kind of jubilee celebration.
1: Anyway, the master's still hungry, so he sure. munches through a turkey. Um, and um, the Doctor and Wilf arrive in the stables that Kirby was referring to earlier. And the Doctor has a special sort of key that uh, does all sorts of things, like, like I say, um, central locking and and shifting the TARDIS into a second behind the time thingy and makes it invisible. It's,
3: which it's, is, it's
1: a, sorry.
3: Well, that's the exact same thing. He, same thing he did, in it's the second Doctor yes yeah, i was so just about what, to say where, uh, that
1: but as per usual i'll get interrupted um but yeah it's fine. Did the second doctor do that yeah see the second doctor did that in uh we that story know. with um uh the cybermen in the cybermen story what was that in, one in the the second it wasn't doctor. called the cybermen of anything was it um it's when in london men, wasn't it the men of cyber no it was um 1968 one well yeah Parker. Yeah, what was the story called kobe
3: uh, oh invasion
1: uh, invasion yeah yeah. There
3: you go.
1: There we go. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, um, the doctor has a chat with the little alien people and then shimmers them. Uh, Shimmer. And, he de shimmers them. Um, de shimmers
4: them, yes. And,
1: uh, the master. Shimmerization occurred. <laughs> he does it sort of rather nonchalantly with his sonic screwdriver. They let the master free yeah. to, to, um, do his work on the, um, Equipment and while the doctor finds out that um this big machine doesn't just heal people or, or whatever, it heals whole planets. That's convenient, it, isn't it? Hold on,
4: no, it doesn't. Yes, it, it does, does. It, yes, heals. it does. World's <laughs> <better>. <laughs> you You've been waiting for that, yet. haven't you, Ben? Yeah, uh, uh, do you know what? I, I, I watched this episode of Doctor Who, and then I watched uh, an old Top of the Pops, and that song was on it, and I just thought, no, that's got to be done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, when he and the Doctor finds out this thing heals worlds, he has to. Me, Sorry.
0: Heal the world. Shut up.
1: He um, <laughs> he goes true. in. <laughs> that's just funny. The do- the Master standing there in his straight jacket and a like a dog collar thing, and. Um,
4: like yeah, so. that and keep him secure
1: and the master sort of uh, then steps into uh, this thing and um uh the doctor and wilf get locked in these little boxes which are going to become significant later on oh sorry mm-hmm. I've got yes um he doesn't knock four times at this case anyway but the the, the, the doctor allows but gets wilf to let him out but it's too late the, the master switched all the switches and everybody in the whole world becomes a master. i.e oh and of course the uh, behind um, uh, President Obama who's probably the only um, real named president in the history of Doctor Who because they normally make their own ones up um, of course it was only the back of his head and, and, and the person they got to look like the back of Obama's head didn't look anything like the back of Obama's head I think they picked <laughs> out a few words uh, may, I don't of think ad, it was so,
4: a head double wasn't it one very good um, it was joey's hand double from friends <laughs> double. um
1: yeah so and i think they just nicked a few words from one of obama's speeches to, to sort of uh said about the um economy or something like that i can't remember um, but anyway, they, they all start shaking their heads, and um, then Donna starts remembering all this, all the stuff with the doctor oh, and stuff. No. And, and uh And Wolf goes, she's, she's remembering everything. And then the, for me, the it's a bit silly, to be fair, but it's a sure. yeah. program. But everybody's the master. But seeing John Sim and all these different costumes doing all the, uh, <laughs> it was silly but funny at the same time. So I quite yeah. enjoyed watching that bit. Um, yeah and so that's the all big to, thing they did to actually lead up,
3: to, up to that joke it's the master race yeah
1: the master race i think it's so. again I, acceptable funny stuff and um yeah and then it's just it's just a funny cliffhanger that how they're going to get at that and then we have mr spitty gobbing <laughs> over everybody he obviously had a big <laughs> run on the football pitch before coming but the, it was quite a good when he said that you know the, the time lords um The return of the Time Lords, or something like that. Anyway, it's very good. It's quite iconic when we see that, you know, the Time Lords in their robes and that behind him. Um,. Um it's just as well there's nobody in front of him because obviously he would have got drenched in dribble but uh, <laughs> it was nevertheless a I mean, very what iconic scene.
4: The amazing thing is is that they've filmed so far four series and loads of specials in Wales and still he was the person who covered most people in spit.
1: Yeah and he was Welsh as well which was quite, quite not ironic um, appropriate. So I'm going to say what I thought about um, The End of Time Part 1 I have to disagree with Kirby it's, there are silly things about it I, I agree with that but it was quite a captivating story with lots of um scenery chewing by certain actors um and a, a nice cameos for the people we'd rather not have lost i.e you know catherine tater's donna uh, and wilf you can't again you, when he's in it when bernard cribbins is in it it just it's, it's fantastic um and some good cameos from, from british icons like june whitfield and stuff uh, yes it's silly the master's jumping around all over the place, but is there's something wrong with him. So and it's been explained there's something wrong with him. He's got he's using up, up, up all his life force, uh and stuff like that. So I uh, know I can see this sort of all oh, they're trying to be a bit marvelly, but they achieved the with the special effects. I think they did really well that way. Um I, I don't really have a problem with the certain degree of silliness i think there's a serious sort of content in, in regards to what's happening to the doctor and uh there's an issue obviously with with what may happen to the world and stuff um and they dampen it down a little bit like doctor who does with a little bit of uh, light-heartedness and um i've always felt that on the whole the 10th doctor has been quite a light-hearted doctor and serious when it needed to be and uh, i think they just showing off his his in, interpretation of the Doctor. So I actually quite enjoy it, to be fair, and uh, I know what Kirby thinks of it, so I'm going to ask Ben what he thought of it. Oh, I think it's absolutely brilliant.
4: <laughs> it's, it's, it's proper, proper Doctor Who. This is how it no. was... Should be, Shut up, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> This is this this is golden age of new Who still and it's just about coming to an end and it yeah. finishes with a couple of apps well so far this absolutely brilliant episode apparently there's a part two haven't seen it yet I'll have to watch it during the week so I know how this one resolves but um, I hope the doctor doesn't leave because I really like David Tennant. <laughs> no, uh, he, doesn't he, he, really
3: he, no doesn't he doesn't
4: want to go. He really doesn't. I don't want him to go either. Uh, john sim is by far the best actor who has ever played the master his incarnation is oh! fa- yeah <laughs> it's fantastic some of the older ones are good as well delgado's all right and uh the one from the 80s he does come but, back for the capaldi
1: era by the way ben you're probably unaware of that because you never watched any of it
4: well who john sim yeah does he oh, yes i did a little bit, a bit <laughs> of it's <God. He's laughs>
3: a spoiler
4: Spoilers? No, oh, sorry. No you have to wait
1: and, and see that, which that, one, won't
3: Remember, that one surprised me.
4: I have uh, to completely concur with what you said about Bernard Cribbins. When he's on the screen, the story is just alive. Yeah. He is just the most wonderful actor he to is. have in the TV series. Yeah. Uh Wilf Mott is a wonderful character and the there's more to, you, sorry can
1: I interrupt there there's more to come uh, um,
4: it, it, cuz it's a little bit of a teaser
1: for the next series that scene just look out for it when you watch part 2 the scene when he, he says to the doctor that you know he starts crying and says that you know you're just the most wonderful man please don't die um, that's something to look forward to, but that that's just part and parcel of his, his appearance in this story. Carry
4: on, Ben. Sorry, I just need to say that. Oh, I must have watched that bit the other night as well then, because I've seen that bit. <laughs> I must have watched one and a half. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. I've got about 20 minutes to go on it. Anyway, um, yeah, Wilf's just wonderful. Um, John Sim is brilliant. David Tennant is fantastic. The writing is great. Yes, as you said, it's a bit silly, but so what? That's what... It's, it's, the, it's the black and the white, it's the ching and the chang, it's the donor and the doctor. It's, you know, it's, it's it faces off with each with, with, with the silliness with the seriousness, and it does it brilliantly. And it's such a shame to think there's only one more episode of this before you start getting fish fingers and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and of course we have to remember this is RTD's initial swan song.
4: Absolutely. So mm. for me, it gets a.
1: <laughs> Stuff coming through on the live feed. Um Brandon Moore says, sorry I'm late, I've been having bad dreams. Uh and Ooh, well I
4: see what he did there, because in this episode I'll...
3: Yes <laughs> Tim
1: Drury
4: says
1: <laughs> No he doesn't say that. He says, Is part two called Polish? What I'm I'm it?
4: surprised. Or that might say Polish. I don't know. I'm surprised with all the things that Tim posts on Facebook. He's got time to contact us. <laughs> He's a very busy man. He's and a then, very busy man.
1: Tim Drury also what, says, what, what oh man? hang on, I need to play his jingle again. He also says, Tim <laughs> um, hello from a train fresh from saving the world in Doctor Who time fracture. There you go. Saw the pictures. Yeah, I don't know. Is it really worth um, doing Kirby's? Oh, go on then.
4: I'll do it
1: for him. You got, do you he... want to play your piece of music for him before we? Uh, oh, this is this is when he does his actual feedback. Oh, go on then. I okay. go. Carry on, Kirby.
3: Uh, I remember watching this with such high expectations, <laughs> uh, the first time, and the minute potions were brought in and Doctor Who became Harry Potter, things went downhill from there. Don't you, you remember
1: the, just... the the the, what, the Shakespeare <laughs> one though, Kirby? Wasn't there a bit that of magic in that? Ed-
3: an explanation mm. they actually explained it and this they simply pour colored uh, silly water and and stuff and go oh this happens you need explanation if there had been explanation I'd be better about it but there okay. was no explanation but they uh, had to
4: cut it out because it went on for too long it was a very they, explanation they,
3: yeah. possibly because uh, RTD in uh, the final chapter mentions a lot of so- or it's actually probably in the first book no, this final chapter goes into this one. mentions that he cut a whole bunch of stuff out. And um, it's just... I just get... It's the, the last story of the greatest era of modern Doctor Who is mediocre.
4: <laughs> I love the way you categorize that so very, very much. I mean, <laughs> the greatest era... That that sounded good to start with.
3: Yeah, I mean the the All tenth doctor,
4: okay. the tenth right. doctor
3: is my favorite so far of the entire. Re- new Who. Yeah, but there's not an entire
4: a whole lot of New Who, is there? When you compare it to old Who, it's like saying we're well,
3: we're getting on for a while now. If you look at it.
4: Uh, even What is it? What series now? And
3: and. and
4: uh, you still got another thirty to catch up.
3: Yeah. Uh, Eleven was promising, but that went downhill rapidly. Uh, I'm I'm gonna start sounding really <laughs> much different about my Doctor Who as we get into Eleven. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't
4: oh, <laughs> Eleven you, in Stranger Things though? Have, have you not heard me, Kirby?
3: No, <laughs> oh, I've heard you. I'm not I'm not as down on it as you are, but I'm gonna be. I I went into this one hoping that I'd like it better because I I went back and listened to us 10 years ago and I didn't like it then. And um, I thought, okay, I'll give it a chance. I gave it a chance and it's still mediocre for what should have been a great swan song.
1: Boom. Okay, well, for for the benefit of Ben... (laughs) Oh, no, didn't work out. I probably played all right on the the feed, but I'll do it again. (laughs) Oh, bollocks. Right then, here we go. It's not going to be any surprise, but here she goes anyway. It's Mary. (laughs)
2: Um, Well, this is part one of a blockbuster two-part finish to what is a great era. And so in this one, we are given all kinds of exposition, lots of scenes with, you know, the lengthy scenes where lots of things are being talked about and set up, including, you know, the doctor's end and all that. The the best exposition scene is him and Wilf in that yes. cafe. Yes. Uh, I, I think that's the best scene in the whole era of the uh, Tenth Doctor. Yes, I agree with I'll you. Oh, Finn. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, and I can be patient through it because I know, you know, it's all going to pay off in the end. And, yeah, there's a lot of silliness. Um, And RTD was really good about balancing, you know, some humor. You know, the the, the scenes of the uncomfortable doctor with the group, the silver cloak, (laughs) Yes. Hmm. Uh, you know, scenes like that that are just so endearing um, so that you really care about what happens um, and I know some of that continues on, um, in the, into the next era, but I don't know, they lose their way and it goes South and, and all that. But, but that's what I like about Dr. Who is we have lighthearted, we have, and we have heavy duty. Um, we have happy scenes and, you know, tragedy scenes and all that. So this one, I just, I know it's a setup, so I, 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 I'm patient with it and I'm not going to be too critical of it. Um. And what I kind of enjoyed was the exposition about the past of, of the master and the doctor when they were young. And uh, the, the master talks about how rich his family was and you know, how they had everything, and he and the doctor when they were young, you know, they'd run through the red grasses and all that. Getting And, and we don't go into it in detail, but you get the feeling that the doctor probably came from a much poorer world um wrong side of the tracks and so there could be a lot of resentment on the part of the master that the doctor is the one who's coming through as the hero and everybody loves him and uh, so i so i liked that too i like that setup and and it stays with me for the rest of the of the series of doctor who's you know that there is this this which is why the doctor is so loving towards the master. He remembers the good times, but the master is resentful of the doctor and wants to, you know, get revenge or something on on why things have turned out so much better for him than they do for himself, the master. Um,
4: maybe, so. maybe the doctor copied the master's exam result.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an interesting take uh, uh, you're saying about it, Mary, because. Unfortunately, I can't break my mind from looking at them as brothers. I well, certainly from, have a, a
1: brother-like friendship, at least. And I, yeah, I like but, the so aspect that the Doctor that's, obviously that's, loves the Master. I was
3: introduced to that to the brother theory hmm. way back around the time that I started watching the show. Ah,
1: mm.
2: uh, I have so. never thought maybe because I didn't run into that information, but I've never yeah. thought of them as
3: having been brothers. No, or I
1: feel the brother side of thing, it would be a, from a friendship, a long-term friendship yeah. from childhood. Yeah. That they oh, were so saying.
3: close. I continue. To, I just wanted, wanted to say that. Yeah. Okay. They,
4: they probably went to pizza hut or something like that a couple of times when they were growing <laughs> up and, you know, might have been in the same class and maybe you may met up with each other once or twice when they'd finished. Doctor College, um, and um, doctor you know, college. after that, they they lost contact uh, for a while, and then they met up again. Obviously, as we saw um, in the television series, what the science
1: fiction fantasy television series? <laughs>
4: um, no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> I think
4: I think it was Match of the Day.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so I, I neither loved it nor hated it. I'm kind of in the middle because I'm just waiting for the payoff that's going to come with part two.
1: That's it. Thank you, Mary, which sort of almost allows us to move on to the next segment, next segment, which then of course, uh, Ben has been sort of patiently waiting to press a button.
3: Oh, uh, I I just remembered. Oh, I, I actually enjoyed watching the uh, confidential more than watching the episode. But the confidential RTD spends a good 10 minutes on the history of the Master, including lots of clips of uh, Delgado and Ainley. Mm. And it just reminded me of how much better the Master was as a character back in the Classic era.
4: No. I th- no. <laughs> I, I think, yes, I I... I I say no, but I agree he was a great character, and Roger Delgado and Anthony Ainley were fantastic incarnations. But Indeed. the way that John Palladium was just so mad—that's yeah, what, I, yeah, I think, just mad—and yes.
1: which makes him yeah. unpredictable and rather scary. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah,
2: really, I, I totally agree. And so then when you carry it forward into the Thirteenth Doctor's um, Master um you know as crazy
3: as he is you know i i accept it because this all set yeah, it's that
1: consistent
3: up. yeah 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 here's here's the reference by the way from planet of fire uh at the very end when the master is uh in the fire he says help me i'll give you anything in creation please won't you show mercy to your own
1: Arr! kind i always thought it was going to say own kind
3: Well, we had this discussion when we did Planet of Fire.
4: Mm, Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to say Uber driver. (laughs) Right. Uh,
1: Did you want to do a piece of introductory music to uh, Kirby's sort of... The feedback section of the show.
4: Yes, yeah, so then, uh, firstly, though, I'm just going to play this, just uh, so you can get it. Get we need to do level checks, OK? So is this level OK? Is yeah. that perfectly no, audible. Yeah, I
1: think I saw, that's acceptable.
4: OK. Uh, <clears throat> Kirby's feedback. <laughs> Asks you what you think, and it normally goes well. But as he's an American, he'd say, Swell. So here's what you think in content it doesn't lack. It's Kirby Bartlett Sloan and his pedantic feedback. <laughs> oh,
3: <wow. laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> I I had half an hour earlier this afternoon before the white was match kicked off, so I just I just tossed something out. Shush. <laughs> Keep it clean. I, I did re-record the vocals a couple of times though to make sure I got it nice and, you know, <laughs> right for you. But uh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. If we have it because I really enjoy No, it. no, carry on.
3: Kirby. <laughs> okay, so um, I emphasized in the feedback request that we were only doing part one, just part oh, one. Did one. I mentioned...
4: Just part
3: one. Did, did me I mention we won't I... be talking about part two at all? I said so So Andy uh Nunny says, So you won't say next week we do part two? And I told him that I could not predict the future. Okay, so let me make this my eyes are going. I need to make this text bigger. Need Sorry. To
1: make your, well, no, so two pairs of glasses maybe uh, help you with that one. Oh, hey, I have hey, two ben.
3: pairs of glasses. It, yeah. it appears that I'm maybe needing to, like I said, that picture I sent to you guys privately the other day, I'm beginning to not wear my glasses more and more. Uh, so we'll see. What I see the, doc, the eye doctor on Tuesday. Uh, Brandon Moore, eye doctor. It says, Don't They
1: call eye doctors opticians in America.
3: No, could be could be cataracts. Oh. It, yeah, he, when I last saw him two years ago, he said that there are, they are too... starting. How bad are your eyes? They are starting to happen, so I may have uh, cataract surgery sometime in the next year or two. My mm-hmm. wife mom, went through. My mom's had
1: cataract she, surgery. She,
3: she she said it was, uh, but she loved the improvement. So, and I don't like driving at night anymore yeah you know, it's probably that, cataracts. That's a cataracts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Brandon Moore says I'll be emailing my thoughts across as there's simply so much to say, even just in part one. Hope it doesn't end up in Adam's junk like
1: last time. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. I can check that. It isn't, by the way, Brandon. It's just about to end up in Kirby's junk because I'm just about Andy, to send it to him.
3: Andy. Andy says I can beat that. I want. Well. Oh no.
1: What?
3: Oh, I am I reading that?
1: Not yet. No, you'll read it read, read it after you've done this bit. This you you're, you're going
3: to be your last. Okay. Is this Brandon? Yes. I just said okay. that. Okay. Oh, it just suddenly appeared. I know just, I said I was sending it. Okay. I made the okay. dog snore. Well, I'm going to have to open that in the in the messenger app because it's it's all narrow and weird. Okay. Uh, so, okay, so I'm opening the messenger app and let me get back to the regular feedback. Mm. Uh, tch, 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 tch. uh so andy yeah. says uh brandon i can beat that i wonder why my waters of mars piece didn't feature turns out i'd sent it to the wrong adam <laughs> <laughs> bizarrely the recipient never commented so the oh dear uh, hang on. i'm ah, hanging on what off. messenger had decided to do an update
1: I don't know. Do you want me to read it? No. Okay.
3: Hang on. Let me get back to... Okay, so you want that right now?
1: No. Read all the other bits that are on your initial posting, and then after we get to the bit where Ian Kirk posts his script... Okay, okay. ...of which I have the audio. So I imagine Neil James's bit was going to be the last one before you do Brandon's.
3: Neil James says, The End of Time Part 1, Dalton! What a voice. The Master's return is fine. He always comes back, and I've never really been bothered how he escaped or survived his previous encounter. I enjoy seeing Lucy Sexton again, too. She's so weird. Wolf is glorious throughout, and the brilliant special effects help make this seem very epic. John Sim is fantastic as a villain, but I don't think he should have been cast as the Master. I agree. It would have been better if he was just another new enemy. I like The Green Aliens and the Master Race cliffhanger is both awesome and possibly unintentionally hilarious. Maybe it's just me that finds it funny, the Master in all those different clothes. This went out on Christmas Day, and it must have been absolutely baffling for non-Who fans and casual viewers. Why is the Master turning into Skeletor? Overall, I think it's a decent episode, but it's definitely a like rather than a love. Three stars out of five.
1: Marvelous. So now you can do Brandon's um, email
3: uh okay so i thought it'd be cleaner the end of time part one by russell t davies esquire hmm well this is the very definition of a mixed bag there are moments of brilliance in this story i think alexa just tried to say something great uh and there are moments of to be frank, not so brilliant and there's a lot to cover here so bear with me first of all this story is gorgeously directed by euros lynn There's really, really. What on earth
4: was that? that. What's going on? Might have been me. Oh. Sorry, I might have been pressing buttons and stuff. (laughs) Don't do that. I might might have just been doing something.
3: Still happening.
4: Hold on a minute. There we go. Is it gone now? Don't press anything
1: yet. Oh, go on then. I think it may have gone. Yes. Okay.
3: First of all, the story is gorgeously directed by Eurosland. There are some really well-thought-out visuals, and this is the best that Doctor Who has ever looked up to this point. My biggest problem with Part 1 is that it's essentially an hour of setup, simply putting the various playing pieces into position. Sometimes this works, and other times it doesn't. David Tennant is good here. As I said last time, it's a shame that we don't get more played out about the Time Lord Victorious. At the time, I was definitely expecting a much more wild and rule-breaking Tiff Doctor. To turn up. Bernard Cribbins is simply magical, and it's great to see him finally getting to join the TARDIS as a companion. He works so well with David Tennant, and the cafe scene in this episode is particularly good. It's brilliant! It's a, uh, the Silver Cloak are all good fun. It's a shame that with a spin-off for younger kids, Sarah Jane, and a spin-off for adults, Torchwood, they couldn't have <laughs> develop well, a spinoff for Pensioners. So, okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's nice to see Donna flitting around in the background, even if it's nothing more than an inflated cameo. I'm glad they didn't reverse her mind life, as it would have diluted the ending of her story so much. Though, having said that, touching on it at the end of this episode does add some more drama to the story. Jacqueline King is a little bit wasted here, not getting anything too outstanding to do, though I like her shouting of, at the TARDIS to come back John Sim works better as the Master here, though I could have done without the random skeleton flashing and shooty electro arms he plays this unhinged version of the Master with slightly more realness and believability than his early appearance, and I like the bleached hair look Alexandra Moen is hot it's a shame she gets drained of her essence stop it so mm-hmm. soon in this episode Uh, The whole cult of Saxon is odd, especially as they come out of nowhere and then disappear into nowhere just as quickly. (laughs) And I'm not keen on dinner time being shouted, though the scene with him ravaging a turkey worked well.
0: It was
1: a chicken. It's a chicken. I thought it was a turkey. It was a chicken. It's a chicken.
3: So Somebody I don't could know. have
1: mentioned this earlier because I did say Turkey and nobody said anything. All right. Oh, no, it's
3: constantly researching something or else I would have said something <laughs> back to Brandon. Oh, and I like the Ood for the little time that they were in it. It's just a shame that they couldn't have had more to do with the story. Don't get me started on the whole Barack Obama recession stuff, which is dated as terribly and awfully as it already felt at the time of broadcast.
4: Yeah, but hold on a minute. It could happen again at any time. So therefore, then it would be relevant again.
3: Yeah. I'm not keen on the Naismiths with David Harwood in particular acting like a right old Christmas ham. <laughs> so I'll discuss the Bimbachi more next week as they we're barely in this episode. The Immortality Gate is a bit too big sci-fi machine to really work but the master using it to his advantage to transplant himself across humanity is a master stroke. Uh-huh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the transformation effect is a bit primitive but my socks were properly blown off by that ending. And then there was another one. Throughout the episode Timothy Dalton's narration had built a certain omnosity, okay, to proceedings. And when you see his face halfway through, you know he's going to be something bigger, but Time Lords, holy heck. Holy cow. The excitement levels were sky high at the end of the episode, and I spent much of the week between parts one and two speculating just who the woman who keeps visiting Wilf and is played by Claire Bloom could be. Oh, yeah, it was all very exciting despite some weak bits here and there. Seven out of ten. Next time, I don't want to go.
4: Oh, okay, well, sorry about that. Just Even if it's it the doctor. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think I heard him say that one time.
4: I think he might have
1: yeah i just got um in regards to claire Bloom, I, I just got irritated we never really in the story found out who she was it yeah the only way, the
3: only way we know it, uh she's his mother is because rtd says so yeah. in this book
1: i'd like for them to have said that in the actual story because exactly. it made it a bit pointless
3: and, and and who's the other person who's uh got their hands over their eyes like a weeping angel
1: i don't know who's the other person that's got their hands over their eyes like a re- weeping angel Oh, I thought you were going to answer the question. I, was not, I didn't realise it was rhetorical. You could have given me pre-warning. Yeah, well, stuff coming through on the live feed. We have Branagh Moore. That's what she said. Um, That's probably from a reference I made earlier on. So that leaves um, a couple of bits left. Mary has some blurb from the Mileses.
2: Okay. And they say, oh, good, it's Christmas, but no snow. Go, Bernard. It's great to see Mr. Cribbins again.
3: Bernard. Something of
2: the master survived. His (laughs) ring, hmm, I'm not saying anything more about that. Well, the master is back, played by an insane John Sim. They have gone over the top with guest stars, Timothy Dalton, Bernard Cribbins, Junior Winfield, Barry Howard from Heidi High, a (laughs) mysterious cameo from Claire Bloom, and a return for Catherine. It has some brilliant dialogue between Tennant and Cribbins. The downside is the master turning into a monster, which goes a bit over the top. There are some plot points which are a bit over the top, the Vinbachi being recovery agents and Naismith wanting immortality for his little girl. The Vinbachi are just rather cheesy and silly. I don't know. I like them. While Naismith, his whole entourage and his plans are all a bit underwhelming. Master being a super-powered, super-hungry monster And then turning all humans into himself Is entertaining, but stupid (laughs) Yes Oh, oh, how droll the, quotes master race I'm sure that Ross and his boys would have had something to say about that Well, we thought the master was mad Now we have an insane rassilon More spittle in the next episode Stay safe and well, everybody Linda and Terry Miles
1: uh, thank you Linda no, and, master yeah.
3: master 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 that reminds me does it another of my beefs oh yes is bringing bringing Rassilon back Rassilon should be in the tomb of Rassilon still waiting for yes. people to do that
1: business yeah, but um, lots of weird time lords were resurrected desperately by the time lords during the time war
3: I know so it's I know perfectly the acceptable I know the theory mm-hmm.
0: 20 megabyte podcast. is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. Oh, okay. I watched the new Top Gun film yesterday. So did I. Just as corny as the previous one. <laughs> There's a continuity error in it. Near the end, two pilots walk across an airfield without their helmets. Then when they need them, they have them again. <laughs> the End of Time by Russell T Davies. Lucy Saxon killed the master. Now she partly follows his Harry Potter-style resurrection. He can still fly and send out Doctor Strange style beams from his hands but he's off his head and so hungry, like the wire in a previous story. Indeed, that's a good point. The prison witches, Billionaire and Daughter, Cactus People and Rassilon go to show that too many cooks spoil them <laughs> off. <laughs> R.T.D. does Who's like an crowded cast. The Master is on a leash, but R.T.D. is way off his. The master knocks four times on an L-drum, and that is not the doctor's doom yet. A black lad called Ginger is never explained. Yeah. Neither is the mysterious woman who talks to Wilf. To add to the silliness, almost everyone is turning to the master. Would you nice to have Wilf and Donna back? An overcomplicated story, and this is only the first half. Bye for now.
1: And a very strange hiss there going on there, Ian. I suppose it makes it slightly and, different. And, and I'm think.
3: so glad to hear that he kind of agrees with me.
1: Kind of, yeah. OK, then, this is the moment Ben Shoveller dictates Alan T. Butcher.
0: Yeah,
4: uh, I'm just a little bit confused because my TV box in my studio hasn't been recording the new series of Top Gear. Right. Uh, I thought you
1: deserved a little theme tune.
4: Oh, thanks, man. Uh, you can stand down now. I don't need you no more. <laughs>
2: um,
4: uh, the problem is, right, I've got both of my pairs of glasses on so I can see the phone, but that means I can't see my iPod thing. No, not iPod. Um, iMac. That's it. Right. OK. Uh, Kirby, I need you, though, in the usual place. Adam. I need you. <clears throat> so That's I want.
1: Remember hey, that split ends? Remember them, Ben? Mm. I got you. I got
0: you. I
4: got you. I got you. <laughs> That's all I want. Anyway, right, yeah, carry on. The masticator of time and scenery, all <laughs> Wilfred and June and Barry Stuart Hargreaves. Um, just a note to uh, the councillor: you haven't put a closed bracket after the Hargreaves.
1: Well, at least he put, tried to put a bit of uh, punctuation in there. It's not something he normally does.
4: You know, altogether or not at all. Yeah. Dear 20 megabytes, <laughs> the end of time part one is, of course, a closely studied rounding off of the trilogy of warnings about vital public services falling under private control and thus being subject to perverse corporate or individual motivations. So, the arc, which is capable of a valuable public health good, mending all people, is in fact used for the propagatory purposes. Of the one individual rather than the laudable benefit of the many. Or benefice of the many. It should be noted that while... Some might say, did you hear it? it? was a different bit. I thought that would be quite
3: good. No?
4: No. Uh, the master creating billions of himself is both ridiculous and nonsensical and just one of several two magical aspects of this story. In fact, Doctor Who is a...
3: Science, fiction, fantasy, TV program. You always
4: get that wrong, Kirby. It's TV show. TV show. (laughs) And so.
1: I, I,
3: I, you you can't hear the two. The way I'm saying that is because I am in my brain. I'm spelling it the British way. P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E.
1: I I coined the phrase, but, and it's never been programmed. It's always been science, fiction, fantasy, TV show. British or as? I can't remember. If it hasn't, okay. accept my
4: apologies. Please continue, yeah. Ben. In fact, Doctor Who is a science fiction fantasy TV show, so they've. got <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That's what I was just editing a moment ago. <laughs> We also learn that long after being a colleague at a holiday camp with Vorg, the one time professor of an illegal mini. Uh, pro- processor? Pro- processor? 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 Is that meant to be professor? No,
1: um, possessor. It says po- possessor. Possessor.
4: Possessor. There's, there's, yes. I mean, it's
1: a processor, yeah.
4: yeah. Possesses something. It is his. He, yes. he, he, he possesses it. Yes. The one time possessor of an illegal miniscope. And after losing Yvonne for all that drunkenness in the late fifties or was it the early sixties, that's a reference to. Uh, ooh, uh, that's a reference to Heidi. High. Barry Stuart Hargreaves found fellowship with the Gray Cloak with his friends Minnie Wealth and others. All in all, the end in time part one, end of time part one, is an entertaining and varied setup to this cataclysmic. Oh God, cataclysmic ending of the most accomplished Doctor. Appropriately for a special episode, there are multiple aspects, some of which are touching on a deep shore low, both established and innovative. (laughs) And some more recent or even more ephemeral ephemeral in nature. (laughs) See, the thing is, I was too busy making my roll with it thing to read through it. (laughs) I should get my priorities right next week uh, This was quite a grim story for Christmas Day with the nightmares, grisly deaths and an evocatively moving cafe scene between the Doctor and Wilf but there is some more light-hearted balancing of the narrative with a quite silly silver cloak organisation and the Master's delight as he embraces his, u- his ubiquity The inclusion of Rassilon both shows how far this new era of the show has come in the inclusion of deep history from the show and is an effective way to ratchet up the gravity of the situation. Mm. This episode is perhaps about 75 minutes too short, as it will obviously take that long to complete the story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, clever clogs. Next up, Doctor Who and the Four Knocks, or the most significant knockers. Since Planet of Fire. So he could have put Sam Fox there. Those are my thoughts, Councillor Alan T. Butcher
1: Ricky. Right, I'm a bit confused by um, his reference to Barry Stewart Hargreaves, who um, I believe played the slightly camp bus driver in this story. He was, like I said earlier, in LOLO. And the uh, connection with Carnival of Monsters, Because the character he's thinking of, which was Vorg, who owned the uh, Miniscope, was played by Leslie Dwyer, who was also in uh, Heidi High, who played the drunken jockey, I believe, uh, in that story. Yes,
4: he, yes, he was. He was um, Felix. Felix, the, the jockey. Yeah. So I think Alan T. Butcher
1: I may be wrong. But I have a feeling he might have got a bit confused with Heidi High actors, because I'm fairly certain... That Barry Stewart Humphreys was played by a different actor in Heidi High. So I'm going to Google that Barry. Oh, that's not. Let's copy the whole load of text. Barry Stewart. Um, in the meantime, while I'm Googling that, Ben has a special segment of the show that is all his own.
4: Oh God! Right. Okay. So who's here today? Adams here, and Mary's here, and Kirby's here. Want to do the theme tune? I've just got to do my score charts because yeah. I was completely involved in other stuff. Right then. So, oh, right. Before um, you start, I'll,
1: I'll, Barry Stuart Hargreaves, yeah, who, who referenced by the um, um, uh, counsellor, Alan T. Butcher, uh, was played by Barry Howard, who was the actor who was in that story, uh, and not Vorg, um, who was played by the chap I mentioned just a few seconds ago. So, yes, um, I think um, Alan T. Butcher got that bit wrong.
4: Okay, go back to me now.
1: You can come back to you now. I feel rather vindicated. I feel and like I've done a Kirby.
4: Radio Studio One. The game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How aged are they? Don't know. How aged are <laughs> they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. I hope so. How, aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? Who? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. And here's your host, <coughs> Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They? The Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday-aged guessing quiz, currently featuring on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Ooh. The rules are simple. There are three rounds, and every round I'll give you one actor from Doctor Who history who has recently celebrated or are soon to celebrate their birthday unless they don't like cake or cards. <laughs> I need to put that on a separate fader, Dana. Uh, yeah, there we are. The contestants have to try and guess the actor's age and to score as few points as possible. If they guess the actor's age correctly and get an exact answer, no points added to their score. If they're one year away, either over or under, it's one point. If they're two away, two points, etc., etc. To ensure fair play, the contestants will take in turns to start each round, just so no one deliberately guesses one year away from each other contestants for all three rounds and trials tries to spoil the fun <laughs> also no contestant is allowed to give the same answer thrice and if anyone mutters i don't know or similar 1000 points will be added <laughs> to their contestant's score those are collectively called the kirby rules you're also not allowed to write the correct answer on the facebook feed these are called the lillian The weekly scores and winners' bonuses are hopefully being added up across the series by Kirby, as no one else cares. The winner will be crowned at some point, but before we play How Aged Are They, we'd better meet this week's contestants. Adam. Is first up today. Adam 62 wanted to be the first man on the moon, but unfortunately was born too late, so decided to be the first man to try and ride a cow round the coast of the Isle of Wight. His <laughs> trek lasted a mere 400 yards before he realized he'd better be at work, so he got off the cow and Daisy was never seen again. Next up, Kirby. Kirby is 107 and the 14th Earl of Dartmoorfordshire which, along with all the other perks of being made an earl, entitles him to free chips from the local chippy every time he goes to Dartmoor for the Shire. So far, he's claimed no free chips, but did once ask for a free battered sausage mary mary's 21 and she once ate a mr whippy ice cream with a world record 42 flakes in it not only did it have 42 flakes in it it also had crushed oreos and nuts plus butterscotch bubblegum and strawberry sauces the ice cream was 14 <laughs> and foot across at 19 to life, foot high she scoffed the lot making mary a world record holder we haven't got Debbie, we haven't got Robert That's good, that means I won't have to write them next week That will save me a bit of time And those are our contestants The scores after playing for a few weeks now Look like this Oh, points there Enough faff <laughs> Let's play How aged are they? On, stop that. Right then, round one on How Aged Are
1: They Today. It's interesting to far. note, Ben, that, that the yeah. viewership on, on the live feed has gone down by 75% since this. <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah,
4: because I had to turn off. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> <what
0: you're>
4: just... <laughs> Otherwise, i would still have it. I'll put it back on in a minute. I like seeing what you're wearing, Adam.
1: I'm wearing an <laughs> issue like uniform.
4: voice to the clothes. Anyway, uh round 1 the actor oh we've all heard of her it's Pearl McKay Yeah, she was she narrated Mac- that, that chaplain Mc- thing I was talking about earlier. Pearl Mackie yeah. who played Bill for lots of episodes of Doctor Who. Bill was born no Pearl was born on the 20 no 29th of May, but how aged are they? How aged is Pearl Mackie? Adam. Hmm, 25. Mary Blitzlang.
3: 32
4: Kirby wow. Bartlett Sloan
3: Is there a rule for me to not go one year away from what someone else said?
4: Um, you're allowed to do it once
3: Okay, then I won't do that uh, <laughs> 30
4: 30 30-30 30-30 30-30 30-30 <laughs> what's, your, what's your final answer? That's round one. Round two. Oh, it's another one. It's Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard played Canton Delaware. Oh, impossible... someone I've met. No, I've yeah. met him too. Uh, and Day of the Moon. He was born on the 30th of May. But what year and how aged are they? Mary.
3: Um, I'll say 50. Kirby. I think he's close to my age. So I'm going to say uh, 62.
4: And Adam, 48. Fantastic answering. You all said numbers. And finally, <laughs> this week, round three, it's everybody's favourite Aussie. Some people's favourite Aussie. It's Kylie Minogue. Now, oh, we had a proper ooh. I could have done a... <laughs> but instead, I had a realistic one. Not a... And definitely not the one that goes... No, we had a real one. Uh, Kylie Minogue played Astrid in The Voyage of the Damned. She was born on the 28th of May, but what year, how aged are they? Kylie Minogue, Kirby Bartlett Sloan.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't first. OK, uh, I know she's older than you may think she is. Um,
4: Kylie, the princess of pop.
3: Mm. Uh, Fifty-five.
4: Fifty-five, says KB. Uh, A.D.? <laughs> oh, May, sorry.
1: Uh, um. I was going to say 54, but now he's gone 55. I'm going to have to change it now, aren't I? Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, 53,
4: then. 53. And Membl.
2: Uh,
4: 49. They're all fantastic answers. Uh, that brings us to the end of the first part of How Aged Are They? We'll be back shortly with the answers after Adam's done this. That's uh, so what I'm going to do, is uh
1: I communicate with the live feed that's coming through on the video, which you can re- view if you have nothing better to do on a Sunday evening, at the Unless 20 you Megabyte Doctor Who podcast two Facebook group, which you can which join. Which you can join. Which Alan T. Butcher has now said. I didn't get that wrong. I said that he was Vogue's colleague, and he was. Vogue was posing as a Punch and Judy man. Oh, Punch and Judy man, not a jockey. Uh, and Barry was his colleague. Yes, but there was a reference to the miniscope which confused me. Oh god, that's the second time I've been wrongish on this programme. Uh right then, so I suppose um where he's adding up the schools, uh we're Quite gonna long. this is this is very easy this week. <laughs> oh well they're still gonna do the the um um, um uh, well, we've got oh sponsors, that's what I was it. Who won So I'm just trying to type it in. What's it again?
3: Is that Who
1: one dot co that's an x co dot uk let's see because i haven't been there for a few weeks latest products sleeper agents by paul Marks. annika wills reads this beyond the doctor story featuring the doctor's former companions ben and polly i would imagine that polly is played Rather succinctly by the reader of the um, the story. Uh, Annika Wills. I'd like to meet Annika Wills. never had the opportunity. Well, I nearly had the job opportunity once, but she decided not to turn up at the convention. Penumbra Affair, again You're by Paul coming. Marks. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul Marks.
3: <laughs> she, knew, she knew you
1: were coming. <laughs> uh, Susan Jameson reads this Beyond the Doctor story featuring the Doctor's housekeeper mrs wibsey now of course the name jameson uh, reminds me of louise jameson friend of the show who is currently being very successful in emmerdale Uh, so it's lovely to see her on the screen and when i sent her a congratulatory email she responded with thanks adam or no thanks lovely actually what she said um Uh, yes because people always say that when they don't know who you are Wow. I think she does know who I am, she's, um, okay, who I am because we ha- we have conflabbed a few times via the email. I met
3: her as part of my profile picture on Facebook for like three years until I just changed my profile picture. I, I met her when months. she had
1: a, a Malen streak through her hair. She had red sort of hair and this white. When she, she was on the verge of deciding to go whitehead. And she does look strikingly like Mary, if you don't mind me saying Mary. Hello? she gone? Oh, she does mind me saying it. Sorry, Mary. Um, Eve of the Daleks and Legend of the Sea Devils um, by Chris Chibnall. So we're going to skip past that. Uh, Obviously a DVD um, feature um, of two of the specials that we've had to encounter recently. Right. Time, Wake and Other Stories by various writers. A fabulous tale of adventure from the vintage pages Dr. Annual. Brought to life by a host of familiar voices, uh, via audio. This is so I suppose if you if you want to listen to some quick stories, that'd be quite nice for you. Ruby's Cra- Curse, sorry, I said he said crane, Ruby's Curse by Alex Kingston. Um and First Doctor Adventure Ventures Outlaws by some people. Um yeah, this is um outlaws so that's um featuring that's uh, so an audio book story thing so not a lot from big finish there coming soon the fourth doctor 9.2 there's been quite a few fourth doctor stories on big finish now so that's quite interesting uh 8th of march 2 uh featuring um the doctor's daughter amongst others i'm gonna click on the cover because it looks like katie manning's on it and uh lala ward and christina from the planet of the dead and a few others that i can't quite see because the pictures are so small uh that's uh bbc doctor Who, the 8th of march protectors of time amongst other things if you go to whoon.co.uk uh, pages you can see all sorts of gifts and books and and audios you can buy including Knight's um, doctor adventures back to earth So here we go isn't that interesting everybody lavazi Oh,
4: okay, everyone's gone to sleep. Never mind. So I
1: can't handle it. on the show. No, it's,
4: it's, it's, it's a listening exercise, a podcast, and that's what we were doing. I feel, uh, I, don't, I
3: don't have a response for it's a It's the First
1: time the that's scarf. ever happened. Somebody's actually listened to me. Yeah, Lavarzi, Guess what they sell? Scarves. They do, uh, and Fourth <laughs> Doctor scarves at that iconic Fourth Doctor scarf. But you can also Absolutely. get.
3: Absolutely.
1: You can also get the Thirteenth Doctor's scarf. Um, it'd be good if they could sell the jacket and the rest of the cosplay, but they don't. They do sell the scarf, and you can get the T-shirt from other places. Um, along with the first Seventh Doctor's Paisley hanky, which is a I, nice... Oh, no, it says sold out on it. And that's I had the used to, to wear around his hat. The other day Sorry?
3: Because she, she, I had to correct oh, yeah. the Geek Daughter the other day. She didn't remember that I've got two scarves, and she was trying to say that that my Lavarzi one was homemade. It isn't.
1: I'll no, just make out it, it is it won't hurt anybody will it um, and also you can buy Star Trek scarves and umbrellas and hats as well and you can join their blog where you will and, and their, their mailing list where you will also find out lots of up to date information about Doctor Who and that completes a little feature that we occasionally do about our illustrious sponsors and now we can go back to Mr Ben Joveler who will tell us who's won
4: <laughs> thank you very much adam thank you to the lovely audience and thank you to you all right let's have a look at the answers for today's how aged are they the first round uh, was pearl Mackey, who played bill she was born on the 29th of may but how aged are they well adam said that she was 25. kirby said that she was 30. mary said that she was 32. Our Pearl was born in 1987, making her 35. Wow. Which, wow. Which means Adam gets 10 points. Kirby gets five points. And Mary gets three points.
1: Wow. <laughs> I am surprised. She's looking good for it.
4: Uh, round number two was Mark Shepherd, who played Canton, Delaware, in the, the impossible third. The third. Delaware. The third. The- All right, Kirby. We got it the third time. <laughs> that's why that was the gag, you see. I made him do it three
0: times.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I was just having an unprofessional swig of my drink. <clears throat> uh, very nice, it oh, was. It's coming back on me. Oh, who played Canton Delaware the third in the Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon? Born on the thirtieth of May, but how aged are they? Well, we've got Adam thinking that he was forty-eight. We've got Kirby thinking that he was 62 and mary saying that he was a mere snip of 50 mark shepherd was born on the 30th of may 1964 making him 58 years of age which means adam gets another 10 points (laughs) nothing if not consistent Uh, mary gets eight points and kirby just the four points well done kirby Round three was our lovely Kylie Minogue Astrid from Voyage of the Damned, born on the 28th of May. But how aged are they? Did you know
3: Astrid is an an anagram of TARDIS?
4: Oh, shut up. Yes, I did. (laughs) Thank you. Kirby's the pedantic one who stands at the back shouting things at the host while he's trying to do a professional job of a quiz. My job. No, it's not. Uh Kylie Minogue, born the 20th of May 1968, meaning that she's 54. Adam said that she was 53. You Kirby knew I wanted 54, though, didn't you? And Mary said that she was 49, which means that Adam and Kirby get one point and Mary gets five points, meaning the total scores at the end of the three rounds are like this. <laughs> Should I tell them to you as well as showing? Because it's no good if I just showed you. <laughs> the audience saw them because I held them up, but you lot, I need to tell you. That in third place with 21 points. Me. is Adam. <laughs> in second place with 16 points. Is Mary Blitzlang. And the winner, with 10 points, is Kirby butler slow And that's your last for this week's edition of How Aged Are They. Thank you to all the contestants and all the crew here who have managed to put this shindig together. We'll be back next week for another edition of How Aged Are
3: They. Good night! There you go. Dan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to thank you because this time you actually picked three people that I could see in my mind and had a general idea of how old they were. You didn't you know pick them. It just happened that? that their birthday fell at the right time.
4: I, I It took me quite a long time to actually find those three because I went <laughs> through every single person and found the three most famous ones. So Kirby couldn't use the old I don't know what they look like excuse me, which is fair enough. I tried to do it so everyone would know who they were. You see, it worked. Yeah.
1: I shall try and do it next week if I can be asked. I knew I was annoyed because about the Kylie thing. I knew in my mind. I said fifty-four, and then he comes up with fifty-five, and and I could then not use the fifty-four I wanted to use. But you could have. I I was going to let you
4: have it, but I didn't want to. You
1: would have said. Because remember, to to be be honest, Adam,
3: to let me do one away from someone else, I don't think would have worked. But.
4: But, but as it was, Adam, you'd have only still their loss by four points instead of five. So every point wouldn't, counts. Wouldn't anyway, any difference.
1: Lillian Robbins says Kylie is 54. Uh, sorry, I'm a rule breaker.
4: Oh, I forgot to say if anyone mentions it on their Facebook uh, Facebook feed, they're banned from playing the game for the next...
1: How can two... she be banned? She never played it in the first place.
4: Well, <laughs> she's banned from typing <laughs> answers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so Her children and her children's children for, for the next 20 minutes
1: <laughs> okay so we move on to the se- next segment of the show um which is doctor who news um,
4: diddle-a-dum, diddle-a-dum, news
1: uh, if I, it is loaded i thought i wasn't going to load from it then which was a bit of a shame would have been a bit of a shame okay uh oh, i've got a vibration coming through on my phone i hope that means something that's going to enable me to earn some money um Right, so now, now got, obviously the the new Doctor, the fourteenth Doctor, is uh, Shooty. Uh, I call Scooty. Now, I've, I've, it's very irritating. I've managed to get away from calling him Scooty and calling him Shooty Gatwa, because what I watched or listened to an old episode of the show a, a while back, and it it was talking about that that one where the Doctor and Rose, um, it's an Impossible Planet or something like that. And there's a, a girl in planet? episode impossible. one. Pardon? Was it
4: the one Satan with Satan? planet? Pit. Which was impossible.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then there's a character that floats off into space, dead. And her character name was Scooty. And that's where I was getting the confusion between Shooty and Scooty. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Um yeah. We've got... Oh, yes. The Doctor lands in Liverpool. Get out of it quick! That's what I'm I blimmin say. The exhibition Don't Doctor
4: Who stay will stay there for long.
1: Yeah, it's going to be up on bricks. Um, the Doctor, the wheel
4: expedi- of the Doctor. <laughs> of the doctor.
1: Well, it's been there anyway because um, obviously. Um, john bishop uh, comes from liverpool the exhibition doctor who worlds of wonder has opened at the world museum in liverpool where it will run from the 27th of may until they find its wheels uh, in the back of some bloke's back garden um this groundbreaking new exhibition explores the science behind doctor who and gives fans mate mate mate, hey do you want to buy a doctor who experience i've
4: got one in the back of my van calm down calm down
1: um yeah so that's if you're in oh, Liverpool back, if you're in Liverpool and you've managed to um get your car off bricks you might want to go down to
3: it, it doesn't look it? like the same museum that uh, was featured in uh Doctor Who
1: maybe it doesn't no. um anyways uh, you should you should have to have a passport to go anyway, where they don't want to be part of England um all right burbeck study doctor who a
4: research oh, project project uh, uh, hold on adam sorry uh-huh. I've just seen um, at, uh, about the exhibition, yeah. and this will be uh, very relevant to people in Liverpool. Yeah. You need a ticket to turn up. Oh, just push your
1: way in. That's topical. I've got because one of my friends is a Liverpool fan, more for him, uh, and he went to the Champions League final. And there's some stuff that he told me about his experiences, and the experiences of the Real Madrid fans who went through the same thing as them. not some, some, He had a ticket by the way so he did eventually get in but he did end up being crushed. But he said on the way to the ground uh, they were being threatened with by knives in the in the, uh, uh, the subway and stuff like that so there's things that I hadn't heard of and he said it was a horrible experience and Um, if he ever went to a Champions League or was offered tickets for a Champions League final involving Liverpool in Paris, he he just definitely wouldn't go. And he was so grateful he didn't take his son with him.
4: I mean, I wasn't there. I I wasn't there, but uh, I I do find it interesting how, yet again, uh, the Real Madrid fans got in fine. Uh, And... uh, and, mm, I don't
1: know. He said he saw Real Madrid fans um, in the station, the tube station, and they were getting threatened as well by the by the locals but I could only go by him and he was actually there and he's not a reporter he, he was actually one of the fans that was uh, trying to get in
4: and oh, did get in oh, after oh, a bit of a crash 150,000 uh, Real Madrid supporters to go there, were ticketless either oh, so. no, that, but he had a ticket though. Anyway, Verity yeah. Lambert
1: plaque oh, oh sorry blue plaque in unveiling the blue heritage plaque dedicated to Doctor Who's first producer Ver- Verity Lambert has been rededicated at a ceremony at London's Riverside Studios, the plaque was jointly unveiled. What?
3: Sorry, I played a video and it started playing.
1: I didn't hear anything. To... I was in, a, I was on a roll then. I was saying all the words correctly in the right order and everything. The plaque was jointly <laughs> unveiled by a former Doctor Who showrunner Stephen Moffat and the programme's first director, Waris Hussein. I realised he was still alive. Uh, at a star-studded yes, yes. ceremony last. Sunday the 29th of May that's our wedding anniversary um what else we got oh yeah more some more Lethbridge stewart books are also coming out um and uh, if you were able to watch this rather splendid pageant that was uh, in front of Buckingham Palace this afternoon apparently there were some Daleks in the pageant So there you go it was a bit of Doctor Who in front of course her Majesty wasn't there at that point she was on her way from Windsor Castle but uh, the rest of the royal family saw it um so that's doctor who news so now we move on to what we watched this week now i've actually forgotten a few of the bits and bobs that um that i watched but i have made a list of the stuff i did remember that i'd watched because I, t- I do tend to watch a lot of stuff on discovery plus i have heard that they may be launching Dis- um paramount plus in the uk which is great because i'll finally Good. get a chance to watch discovery series four uh right what i watched this week so i uh, went to the cinema on thursday and we watched top gun maverick without having ever watched top gun um and what? you don't need to have Are you the only person in the world who's never seen top gun clearly I've not because deb what? hadn't seen it and nor had isabella so anyway you why, don't why have to have I? watched it because they reference it with flashback memories and stuff like that in the new film um it was quite entertaining um it was what you would expect it to be and um it was a good story lots of drama lots of um action uh, a little bit of romance pardon it's
3: got a continuity error according to uh yeah i know talking
1: of continuity errors i'll come to one of those in a minute quite quite a few actually continuity not in that one but that was quite a good film with a couple of hours of uh, fairly good entertainment deb enjoyed it anyway um Stranger Things series four has become available and Isabella's watched the whole thing. She did an exam last week on the day it came out, came home and then watched every episode for the rest of the day. Me and Deb have actually managed to get through episodes one and two. Uh, as Stranger Things tends to be, it gets better and better as the series goes on. But continuity wise, there's a scene I noticed, a couple of scenes in which um, actors are you know, when they do that one to one thing and they they'd have a conversation and they got the cameras at one end and it flicks to the other side, where the actors are clearly looking in the wrong direction and you sort of notice it. And where they've had three years to put this series together, I was thinking that's a very <laughs> odd bit of editing. and um, yeah, and there's a few other bits and bobs in it that you know, a bit you know, think something's happened and it hasn't happened and things like that. But um apart from that, it's stranger things and it's fab. Um, there's also a new series on Disney Plus called Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it is magnificent. It's so good. I uh, haven't had a chance to uh, see the interim in, in series of um, Boba Fett yet, yeah. but Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I do get really sort of nostalgic uh, about Star Wars things. So I have obviously I watched all of them several times, so I know about the you know the, the locations, the characters, and stuff like that. But Episode 1 has a lovely recap, slightly out of order, recap of of, um, what happened up to it. So it brings it into a beautiful continuation. Um, And Episode 2 is simply an extension of Episode 1. So it's it's Part 1, Part 2. And it's so good. If you hate Star Wars, you won't like it at all. I don't hate Star Wars. I think Star Wars is one of the things you can watch once and then watch it again 20 years later. But um, you can see that... um, Ewan McGregor's heavily invested, and he's one of the producers, but he's heavily invested in this story, and he's been doing lots of um, internet things, talking about uh, the series, the character of Obi-Wan. He loves playing Obi-Wan. And, um, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, watch it, because it's fab. Um, There's a series on Disney Plus called Caught in the Net, which is a documentary series about uh, villains that have been, or murderers or, or kidnappers that have been caught because of their... Their um internet footprint, basically, and that that's been really interesting to see how they they sort of trying to they ask them in the interviews, oh what do you do here? And oh I don't know anything about it. Your phone says otherwise, you know, and things like that. And all your there's a woman who who was murdered and they they she's wearing one of those Fitbit watches and it, it it sort of shows exactly when her heart stops. And there was another her murderer also had his phone which was in exactly that location at the time that lady's heart stopped so he was rather in the frame for the murder if you know what I mean uh, that was just one. It's a fascinating series. It's, it's one episode a week. So it's one of those things you have to wait around for. Um, there's a new series also on Disney Plus called uh, Blowing Up History. So it's a new series of that. So series four is out. So um, I've already watched previous. I've just knocked the microphone. Previous series of that. So that's actually still keeping up a high standard of um, um, interesting archaeological stuff. And the final one I can remember is the first episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, was out last week with Sue Perkins and I I was always told that she's fallen out with her friend uh, Melanie but no, uh, it turns out uh, they've been lifelong friends and uh, their ancestors come from the same part of uh, um, whatever whatever, um, Soviet state they came from, I can't remember now which was quite interesting in itself and of course um, the series on ITV which was also genetic based uh, the foundling programme with uh, Davina McCall and Nikki you know, Campbell, was it? A long lost family, the founding. So basically it's uh, babies that were found under bins and stuff like that. Uh, they put their DNA on on the database and they find out who their actual relatives are, that sort of thing. Again, that's been quite good. So those are the things I can remember watching this week, apart from sporty stuff, uh, which you're not particularly interested in. What have you watched this week then, Ben?
4: Wow, uh, I've watched the sporty stuff you're not interested in. Oh, um, I'm interested yeah. <laughs> in that, but I don't think you lot to be interested in it. I watched the golf. I okay, watched well. the cricket this week, and it's, it's, uh, I've just got to say well done to the England test team for getting the first test out of the way before we all have to go back to work tomorrow. After the
0: <laughs>
4: Thank you very much for that big tick for that, and for Ben Stokes and Joe Root especially. Um, I watched uh, very dull and long and repetitive series on MH370, which was on um, Channel 5 here in the UK. Uh, I think it was on a week just gone, yeah. And it was uh, three hour long episodes that really, you could have squeezed into a 10 minute thing just in between a proper program. I mean, there was just nothing new in it at all. It was all just faff. The only thing that was quite interesting uh, that I hadn't heard too much before was about, it might have been shot down by America because they didn't want some tech reaching China or something, which is a brilliant conspiracy theory. So well done to whoever started that. Um, yeah, but that was, as I say, added nothing to anything that anyone didn't know before, and uh, was a complete waste of it. But, but the wife liked it, so that was good. Uh, last night we watched the Abba movie from nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs> Excellent. Um, which has got Tom Oliver who played um, Lou Carpenter in Neighbours in it which was a, a, a lovely surprise to see him uh, as as Abba's bodyguard, as I nearly said, as Neighbours bodyguard, as Bouncer's bodyguard uh, right. as Abba's bodyguard, so that was very good and then after that there was an interesting programme on what had happened in the 40 years since and the only thing that makes you think because I love Abba and we've got less than uh, less than three months now until I go and see Abba Voyage and I'm so excited cool um, the only thing that made me think the whole way watching this program about what they did in their 40 years between 80 and 2020 was why didn't they do it 20 years ago? Why didn't they just, you know, why didn't they do it 20 years ago? Yeah. It would have been, that they'd have been 20, they'd have been, what, well, they're 75 ish now, so they'd have been 55. Why didn't they do it then? It's so disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they've said uh, they can't do another one. Well, he, uh, Benny or Beyond came out last week and said they're not going to do another album, mm. which again I think is so incredibly it's sad. It's a really do a good one album. One. The, the Voyage is a brilliant album. Mm. So just do another one. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then um, finally, um, yeah, I completely concur again with you, Adam, about the Obi Wan. I've managed to watch all of the first three episodes mm. so far. We haven't sort of seen the third yet. Have you not? Oh, no. it's. it's oh. Do you know what? I love little Leia, although she does remind me She's of an Ewok. Great. She's very little over a ten-year-old, isn't she? She is, but she does remind me of an Ewok for some reason. And I um, thought she
1: lo- looked like Elliot Page from um, Umbrella Academy,
4: um, especially in the way she runs. That—that's oh. very Ewok-like. Her little yes. legs around the side. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I've only found her incredibly annoying once, and I—I I do have a, a big issue with child actors because they are genuinely. Very annoying, especially American child actors. Yeah, mainly. Uh, but she's she's done she's ninety five percent very good for me. I think she's been yeah, she is good. She's got way. a um a good sort of
1: chemistry with Ewan McGregor as well, isn't she? I and, find.
4: yeah, and she has somehow absolutely encapsulated encapsulated Carrie Fisher. Yeah. It's like she's watched every Star Wars movie a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, but she, for a ten-year-old
1: to accomplish that, it's quite remarkable. It,
4: she, yeah, it, she is a little layer. It's yeah. just, it's a ama- mate, it's magical. Almost it is, yeah. of what, how it good is. she is, and of course, um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, what's his name, Ewan McGregor, yeah. is just his his non-stop impression of. Um, Alec Guinness yeah. is just how he keeps it up for so long. because yeah. it's brilliant seeing him doing an impression of someone as a character. Yeah. So you and McGregor's fantastic. Uh, McGregor's fantastic, as is the uh, sister three, uh, the wingy sister three. She's
1: just yeah, she's great, but she's had a lot of stick of, of, on uh, online. I don't know why. I think she's, she's absolutely. We were talking about it somewhere um, we were watching and so said, "What's wrong with she's
4: fantastic?" Multiple screens,
1: presence,
4: brilliance. Isn't that what the empire is about? Yes. People stab each other in the back to yeah. climb up the ladder, and that's exactly what she, she's fantastic. She is uh, the, the whole series so far, the first three episodes, just phenomenal viewing. So much, it, it's just the best outside Star Wars films, Star Wars thing that they've done so and far. And th-
1: also, you um, and McGregor came on today and said it's the the most watched um, premiere on Disney Plus ever. Yeah, but wow. more and more people
4: are getting Disney Plus, so this whole, all these figures are always time distorted, yeah, aren't they? I suppose they? so.
1: But it is currently the top, the top series.
4: Oh, I'm not um, surprised. It's it's, it's phenomenally yeah, good. Absolutely. It is like they're just like mini Star Wars movies. They are, at, but it makes uh, you, it
1: does. They've done, finally done something for me that makes me want to think. I I think I'll watch all. The original star wars films and then i'll watch the mandalorian then watch obi-wan kenobi and then watch well,
4: the The, the, the next only criticism lot. of um of the three episodes so far that i've seen that i would have is the fact that the closing credits are almost as long as the actual yes. sp- <laughs> you get on the screen of <laughs> and john williams
1: has done the music for come.
4: obi-wan kenobi That's as well which he hadn't done for, ne- for any of the other oh, series nine so. and a half minutes the closing credits went on mm. for on the third episode I- I'll probably in that time. Yeah,
3: <laughs> i probably watch Obi Wan starting tonight. It's so uh,
4: good, Kirby. Really you won't be disappointed. You'll love it. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry that I haven't watched a lot this week. So um, that's basically <laughs> you went
3: on for a while for that I ain't... know,
4: but I, I've just watched the the, the Obi Wan stuff and it's just ah, oh, just been phenomenal. I just it's love so it so I can't huge. wait for Wednesday night for the third episode, fourth episode. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Ben. Right, I will. I forgot to say what I haven't watched. Uh, and I always watch previous years, all watch watch without fail because of Ant and deck Britain's got talent. We oh, just good. watched the first few of them and then completely stopped. Haven't watched any of the live stuff. Cause I did glimpse that this really, really good, um, uh, young teenage comedian with a, a little bit of like a cerebral palsy type of thing. And she was fantastic. She didn't even win the episode. And it's, that's the part of this rigged thing. They, they know who they want to win them, obviously. Um, and maybe lose interest quite quickly, but I think the finals on tonight, so I might sort of flick it on while I'm
4: looking at computer stuff and see you actually. I walk is out of, of my own house. If the wife, I walk out of my own house if the wife is watching Britain's uh, Got Talent. It's a shame because it was such a good show once upon a time. Luckily, I've got a nice studio to come into. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd quite happily rather stand outside in the pissing rain than watch Britain's Got Talent because it's well, does Britain
3: backs. not have talent?
4: Of course it does, but not on that programme. Um, they, yeah, they, they do seem to ignore it on that show.
1: They do anyway. ignore Kirby. it. They ignore the good people and to choose some weird people to to Warnabies. win it. It they're, make, they're makes called, no sense. It's bullshit. Most
4: of them are called wannabes, Adam. Yeah. They're not people who've got talent. They're exactly. wannabes. So people,
1: you know, make you re-
4: literally make you th- set up and pay,
1: take notice of the ones that never do any good on it. Um, Lillian Robbins says, you're going to really stop me in regards to the... When she said she was sorry, I'm a rule breaker, and, and you said you, know, you said she was banned for 20 minutes or something like that, and she said, <laughs> "You're going to really stop me?". I think that's We have
4: ways. We have ways. There 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 are uh, there are procedures in process <laughs> which uh, indeed will stop <laughs> Robin being so cocky in how she speaks. Because yes,
1: no, there, there no. will be something. Uh,
4: Kirby, can you cut the internet from America please for twenty minutes just so Lily can start it? And then she says, I'll try to be good. Sorry. That's quite uh, quiet. Kirby uh, As as oh, as Metallica said, unforgiven. <laughs> Kirby, what yes, have
1: you been I, watching? I don't this know week? how
3: you find you guys find time to watch stuff. We've
1: oh, had four we days go. off, mate. Well, Are we I, watch stuff during dinner
4: mostly?
3: Uh, well, I, I do know part of it. I tend to watch a lot more YouTube than, than actual... Oh,
4: you suck down with the kids.
3: Pr- produced <laughs> TV shows. So so uh, I follow an awful lot of uh, travel vloggers. And they some of them are putting stuff out daily. So that sucks up sometimes two hours.
4: You, you could have stopped before the word up. <laughs>
3: Anyway, uh, what I have watched mainly uh, for the past two weeks since we last got together was uh, Strange New Worlds, which is continuing to be the best Star Trek in ages. I know, I want to watch it. And and the the most recent one was called Spock Amok.
4: A TikTok.
3: No, it's it's a direct reference, has direct references to Amok Amok time. Time.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay. And
3: they even played the battle. Oh, music.
1: brilliant! Thanks for spoiling that for us. So when that comes along, I do eventually get to see it. It won't have that as much effect on uh, on yes, us. So it thanks will. for that, Kirby. It, it, it,
3: it's, it's kind of, it was kind of expected.
1: It's <laughs> like me saying that Hayden Christensen's in, in Obi wan Kenobi. What?
4: <laughs> Which one was he? I was in one of the
3: and, and I'm also going back and I'm re-watching rewatching uh, lots of stuff on Disney Plus while I do other things like um brushing your uh, teeth. <laughs> not, not not brush my teeth, but yeah. while I'm doing other things where I don't have to necessarily keep my eye glued to the screen. uh sure, I you need been some special water to get you right.
1: Is, off the screen wouldn't you that would be quite uncomfortable
3: <laughs> i've been watching lots of uh older movies or, or not so old movies uh, on disney plus uh last night i watched an overlooked fairly recent classic called meet the robinsons i love that movie splendid have you ever seen it
1: mm, possibly i can't remember
3: okay well it's good
1: Oh, is that it? Oh, thank you very much, uh, Gary. Obviously, uh, I'm hoping the game Oh, and I I
3: posted a link, by the way, to a little behind-the-scenes documentary for the Liverpool exhibition, and it looks like they pulled in a lot of the stuff from the... um,
4: Garages. From from, from, (laughs) from
3: the Doctor Who experience. But uh, I also took a screenshot and pointed out, Eldrad must live.
1: Okay, well, thank you for that, Kirby. I will say that the battery on my video camera that's currently providing us with the live feed looks like it's about to run out, so I think it might be a good well, idea to move on yeah, to the my, my, highlight my of just, the show.
3: My wife just texted me saying, we're going to the grocery as soon as you're done.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, well, you're holding everything up, so your wife will have to be telling you off if things go a bit pear-shaped in that department. Mary. Oh, sorry, uh, Ben, you want to play what Mary's thing?
4: this week and what you listen to in a Mustang. And also, what was read in the world of Mary Blitz Land? How could you forget? And when it comes to Big Finish, she's the leader of the gang. So shut your mouths, pray silence here, Mary Blitz
2: Okay, well, um, I too have been watching Obi Wan Kenobi. Hey. Um, and I really like it. Hey. Um, but the question that comes to mind for me is, okay, we're tying together all these stories. We're kind of closing gaps, you know, like how did this start and how did they meet and, you know, how did this story develop? Um, I'm just wondering what what will they have left to tell once they've closed this time gap? Um, because we've been uh, going into the stories of, you know, the Anakin, Darth Vader, Luke and Leia and Obi-Wan, you know, once we know where everybody came from and how they all met and how it developed into, you know, that first episode, A New Hope,
3: it's like, well, are we out of stories?
4: <laughs> no, no, no. no what, 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 is,
3: what is this New Hope business? In um,
4: 1977,
3: there's this movie called Star Wars. No, shut up, to Kirby. to do with
4: New Hope. Mary, there's actually, um, it's been, George Lucas has said, actually, uh, that there is a Thursday lunchtime that they haven't covered, which they <laughs> covered. Well,
2: that may be all that's left.
4: Yeah, no, no it is. It's, it's a the New Thursday Hope. lunchtime. It was Spaghetti Carbonara, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For Kirby's information, A New Hope is the title of the yes, first Star Wars movie. Um, no, you know, it's not. Its only title was
3: Star.
1: Okay. I tell you what, I, Kirby, I, I'm, you're I'm lucky Debbie's not pedantic. here but because I'd be setting her on to you at this stage. Carry on. I
3: I'm, I'm being I'm just being pedantic. Yes, no. Okay.
1: Well, well no.
2: Okay. Yeah, but and, and I'd be willing to watch all the Star Wars movies except except that group of three that, that features um oh God, who's that awful character? Um
4: Jar Jar Binks.
2: Jar Jar Binks. Mm. Thank now, you.
4: See, the thing is, now you can miss the first two, but the the third one is actually actually going to about an hour into the third one. You can watch it from there, and you don't oh, miss yeah. anything.
2: That one <laughs> that is great. Saves that gives you five is... hours. He absolutely ruined those movies for me. Um,
4: absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, and I've been watching. Uh, <laughs> actually, buzzing my way through a series called The Staircase. Um,
1: yeah, he, Dev's been watching that.
2: Yeah, uh, the the thing is, it is so drawn out. Mm. It's like 120 episodes that could have been reduced maybe to three, um, because I think it just goes way into too much of, about other people um, and their involvement and and all this. But it, it, the story itself is riveting. But I think they just stretch it out way. Well, it's too interesting
1: because I I watched the the documentary about the actual murder, yeah. and that was just one. Our um, thing yeah. and that was rein they included everything and the actual thing the actual the pictures from what was there and the evidence and stuff like that, and that was right. all I needed i don 't need, need to watch a drama about it after having watched that. Oh.
2: Yes, yeah, sometimes these dramas, you know, do a good job of fleshing out mm. uh, a documentary like that. But, no, this one goes way over the top. So when I do watch it, because I do want to know how they conclude it, I just kind of keep, you know, bzz, bzz, okay, yeah. now i watch this scene. Okay, now bzz, go on the next thing that looks interesting. Um, mm. But I'm not really, really watching it. Um, in terms of what I've been listening to in Big Finish, I highly, highly recommend one CD set called The Tenth Doctor and River Song. That's its title. Tenth Doctor and River Song. The very first story is a masterclass on how two people, because the first story is mostly a two header between um, David Tennant and, um, boy, I'm doing bad at
1: names here. Catherine Tite. No, oh. no, no, River Song. River, oh, I mean Alex Kingston.
2: Alex Kingston, yeah. Between those two, they have they create a whole world. It's both hilarious and horrible and everything all tied into one. It's riveting, the the first story of the threesome. Um, And the second story is also really, really good. I haven't heard the third story on the CD yet, but I highly recommend um, that CD, because Big Finish thought that uh, they wouldn't be able to do any more 10th Doctor stories, but this was during lockdown, when after they had done several sets with him, and then it came to light that uh, he was still available, and uh, Alex Kingston also notified them she was available if they wanted to do something. So they quick wrote these stories, and uh, they're they're amazing. They're just amazing. The other thing I've been listening to is a series of companion chronicles. These are stories told by the companions about their adventures with the doctors, and there's many, many, many of them. But there's a series that ties together. It's all um, Zoe Harriet. Um, whose memory, as you know, has been erased. But she's been brought in to um, by this inquisitor that if she can tell certain stories to give, you know, in quotes, the company certain information, um, then she may, you know, they won't <laughs> they're gonna kill her if if she doesn't do it. So under duress, over a series of four different recordings, she is either chemically or psychologically induced to remember certain stories. Oh. Uh, and, and It's interesting. I'm, on, I'm about to listen to the fourth one, and I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, and, and the Inquisitor is played by uh, her daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, but the, my only problem is that there's times when they sound so much alike, it's hard for me to know who's talking, but, but it, it, it all comes out in the end. In terms of reading, I just finished reading The Mind Robber, the the target book, The Mind Robber, which uh, The Mind Robber is a good story anyway on TV, but it's even better in oh, okay. the book because a lot of stuff is fleshed out, and I'm able, with my imagination and reading, to do a better job <laughs> of filling out the fantasy world of The Mind Robber. You know, you remember the doctor and um, his companions – Zoe and Jamie are trapped in that fantasy world where they have to work through stories and, and meet various uh, characters. And my imagination did a better job, I think, of making, of creating the characters and the settings than they had the budget probably to do when they made the stories. So
3: that's, that's, that's a story that has uh, no imagination needed for uh, <laughs> for a certain person riding around on the console as it the TARDIS explodes <laughs> yeah yeah that one that was yeah that's a good scene <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> that
4: sounds like a game of um, the crystal maze
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well thanks Mary right Um, one thing I was forgot she done?
3: I, I interrupted her was she done
1: yeah oh
3: yeah done. okay
1: um, do you remember I've been saying in the last few episodes that I was really excited about the opportunity to go and see a convention called Destination Star Trek at the XL in London and, yeah, the, and seeing William Shatner and stuff. No, I got an I email no. of yeah. saying they'd cancelled the event. What? Because Paramount said, no, nope, only one event of this type in Europe, please. So they decided to keep their event in Germany for some reason. Um so they cancelled it, but by to try to appease the fans, they instead of giving refunds, automatic refunds of the, the event that they cancelled, they automatically moved all the tickets to an event called London Film and Comic Con on the uh, from the eighth to tenth of July. Now I can't go I'll on the ninth and tenth of July because I, I'm working and stuff, but I've, I've managed to get the eighth off, so I've managed to get the tickets shifted to the eighth of July. So now we're going to London Film and Comic Con. The disappointing part of that is
3: that no most Shatman. of the main...
1: What? No William
3: Shatner, right?
1: Well, he's on the guest list at the moment. But they've got loads of fab people going on the Saturday and Sunday, like Julian Glover and Bernard Cribbins and Robbie Coltrane and Henry Henry Thomas. Um, Julian just picking out some names here. Pardon? Julian Clary. I think Henry Thomas is actually there on the Friday. Peter Purvis, I've already met, so I'm not that bothered. Um, Maureen Isn't O'Brien... They- Philip Glenister, Zoe Wanamaker, Katie Sackoff, uh, Sylvester McCoy, Bernie Blackburn, to name but a few. There's one more list to hear, and it's uh, David Bradley, who I really would like to, to meet, because I missed out at Wales Comic-Con because he was there on a different day. Uh, Julian Glover, like I said. And, um, so all, all, oh, and so all these people are going, but sadly most of them aren't going on the Friday. Um, so we've got... Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Clark Gregg um, who else we got? Christopher
4: Lloyd beats the arse of everyone he else. He does, I'm just
1: hoping he goes Deb's gutted because Aidan Turner was going all, all the whole weekend and when, as soon as we went to book a ticket for his photo op he moved out the Friday um, and William Shatner like Christopher Lloyd, Clark Gregg um, William Shatner and someone else, I can't remember who it is so it's a bit disappointing when you've got people like Andy Circus and and <laughs> Mickey Dolans is going. Um I was really? tempted because was I do like, I do like the uh, Yeah, want the monkeys so, Hey, yeah, hey, we're the monkey He yeah. sung a song called Take the Last Train to Clarksville. Yeah. What does it
2: have to do with all of this?
1: I don't know. But let's I, hope I don't he know. Doesn't
4: bring the pox with him. He had
1: he, he produced a TV series called Metal Mickey a few years ago, and Metal Mickey is sort of quite iconic in in the world of comic cons. So, um, oh,
0: okay.
1: um, but yeah, um, we were thinking about that because he's quite iconic, and he's, I think he's only one of. Is he the only monkey that's left alive? I think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think mean, there's two, isn't there? I think, the, think there are uh,
3: two. I think we we'll Peter Talk two. dead,
1: isn't he? Because um, Mike Nesmith has died, uh-huh. and so has uh, David Jones. Davy Jones is
0: oh. yeah. And Mike Nesmith
1: died last year. But anyway, so that's who's going. But yeah, you're right. If Christopher Lloyd stays on the bill, William Shatner stays on the bill. Um, and uh, who's the other one? Oh, yeah. And um, Clark Gregg, because obviously he plays uh, Coulson in the, the yes. uh, Marvel Universe. Then we'll be quite happy, but, yeah, it's quite sad. We had a great big... This is the list we originally wrote down. Christopher Lloyd, Clark Gregg, Robbie Coltrane, Andy Serkis, Aidan Turner, Robert England. Oh, he's going, but I don't think he's now going on the Friday. And we really wanted him because he's in Stranger Things, uh, and it's, it's the one that Isabella really wanted to have. Spoilers! And then when she, when she realised that she, he was also Freddie... Kruger I it doubled her interest. Uh, Bernard Cribbins, of course, because you're not going to get a lot more chances to meet Bernard Cribbins, are we? Mickey Dolans, Hannah I'm Murray, sure whoever that. she is, and Jerry Ryan. I really, oh yeah, Robert Picardo was on the list. I actually had a picture with him, but even he's fallen off the Friday slot now. So I would expect to get some sort of it's, refund.
4: You've got to wonder what's going on on the Friday, mate, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a
1: lot. If people keep on dropping out, I feel as if I should write to them and say what the is going on here. <laughs> Well, they do it's a trouble with guests that you know they they move the, their availability around but, um, so i'm keeping fingers crossed if i can get william shatner that's something in it
3: Thank Master?
1: Lloyd. Master?
3: <laughs> yes uh, did you say that you are getting uh paramount plus eventually
1: there, there has been rumors that it is coming to britain uh, if it does i'll be getting it
3: i i hope so because it is so, so hard for me to keep from spoiling Well. Just uh, don't. It's not a difficult thing. new worlds, because, oh, my goodness, you, you yeah, mentioned... All, right. all you got to do is say it's good. You mentioned uh, Kirk or... Shut Lisa up. Oh, there's so many... Shut up. Great. Ben, tell him to shut references. up. References.
4: Kirby, shut it.
1: <laughs> right, so next week, uh, I it have made. nothing <laughs> other than podcasting on my agenda, so we can do... End of time part two. And then the week after that. We can do Obi-Wan and Obi part four. No, it's the beginning of the Matt Smith era. And of course, Ben Sagret part, the Moffat era, which will go on for mm-hmm. a quite a long time. So, um, is this where the podcasts get really, really quick? Uh, Well, uh, we we hope that I've always been trying to get the synopses a little bit quicker and and, and sharper. But um, you know, we've been going for two
3: hours and fifteen
1: minutes. Yeah, but that's because we were talking about other stuff, and that's acceptable isn't it ben yeah. well you.
4: it is it, it, going to be even more acceptable when we get into the stephen moffat pack mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> but we can spend i reckon i reckon if we spend a good i don't know five ten fifteen minutes talking about the episode because my views are always going to be eh, yeah that's right move. yeah no but, it's, but the
1: thing is though like, i we, i moan about moffat i moan about chibnall i also accept that there are a couple of really really good stories sort of in the, that, those
3: both yes. of
4: those eras. So there's um,
1: some
3: excellent. There's excellent Doctor Who coming up, mm. but there's absolutely a horrible Doctor Who coming up. Yeah, that's there's like a couple of really couple good
4: of weapons in the rough.
1: There's aren't. not enough good stories, but the good ones are really good. Now I look forward to seeing those. I know there's one you particularly like, Kirby. It's called uh, "Curses of the Black Spot." I think that's one of your <laughs> favorites. Curse of it? the
3: Bad Bad Plot. Yeah, mm. I think that's one of his favorites.
1: That's actually. one of his favorites. Anyway, so that's what we next. Well, week, I where... can't
3: wait. I. I I want to gush over uh, Day of the Doctor again.
1: Next week, we say goodbye yeah. to David Tennant and Russell T. No, Davis. he doesn't want to apparently go. He doesn't. But for the time being, we say goodbye to Russell T. Davis and David Tennant. So until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Please continue to do so, otherwise we wouldn't have a show. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye. I
4: hate you, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Doctor Who Podcast is an APV Services production and is a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.